Hello, fellow roading geeks. This is Alex Austin coming at you with news about a couple of events that we have coming up. If you'd like to come out and hang out with us or meet up with the boys of Rodin Geek Official Podcast, this is the way to do it. The first event is actually coming up May 4th. You might also know this is Star Wars Day. May the 4th be with you. It's a Saturday. If you're in the Winter Detroit area and you want to take part in Free Comic Book Day, bring the kids out. It's a great family event. We're actually going to be at Paper Heroes in Windsor on Howard Avenue. You can look them up online. So it's a great comic book shop. It's going to be a great place to bring the kids to take part in the Fight Like Mason Day Barbecue, which is a charity barbecue event that they do uh, every free comic book day at Paper Heroes, and also partake in a charity raffle. So we'll have some raffle items set up on the Ronin Geek official podcast table. We'll be doing a live cast and potentially a podcast recording as well. The second big event is actually coming up September 21st to 22nd in Windsor at Caesars Windsor Casino, and that's actually going to be Windsor Comic Con. So we are going to be in attendance as exhibitors at the Windsor Comic Con September 21st to 22nd. You can get your tickets on WindsorComicCon.com. I will link to that show notes below, so feel free to click on the link and get your tickets, and make sure to come and visit us at one of these events coming up here. We're going to have a lot of fun and uh, raise a lot of awareness as well. Thank you so much for your time, and enjoy the pod. Welcome to Rona Geek Official Podcast. This is episode 36. And <laughs> What's that? No, no, no. Just the tail end of it. So this is Alex Austin. We also have in the room with us. The normal Adam. And we also have... Rob. 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 And we actually have an interesting thing to start off with, guys. So I actually did go up and look up the cold open. Yeah. And I found out that, believe it or not, and I wasn't looking for this, uh-huh. I was actually correct about the cold open. Oh, oh. shit. So now I, I, I have to I wasn't, look it up. I wasn't looking just because cause I was actually listening to the episode. I yeah. was actually listening to the episode. Ow. Actually, we'll have to fix the Sorry. audio, too. We won't arise somewhere. But uh, I was actually looking at and I figured out, like, well, maybe I should actually go and look it up. Because you guys said, oh, well, like, why would you take our word for it? And I'm like, you know what? Why would I? I should probably look this up. Yeah, these and, guys uh, so, so I Googled it and, uh, and found out that, in fact... It is when you just sort of go into a conversation, you enter into the middle of it, you have no context, and, and a standard open would be like just starting off like we did today with, hey, this is episode 36 of the podcast, oh. blah, blah, blah. So, so yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. This who, this who ends a major story arc. <laughs> a major yeah. Rona Geek story arc. So we'll do what, three or four episodes? Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll take all the three episodes, we'll put them into like one big batch, and we'll sell them as, like, uh, as an anthology. Or not even it wouldn't be an anthology. It'd be a uh, like a paper, like a trade paperback. Yeah, I wonder if it's concerning to anyone that it took us like this many episodes to figure this out, like this one detail. I would definitely be concerned. It's a- <laughs> I, I think it's more of an abridged series thing. Like you know what I mean, where you're abridging everything that's going on within a certain oh, segment. Okay. So I think it's do the abridged still, version of do it. Do we have to count how many times Krillin got owned? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh all, god, yeah. That's that's just <laughs> so many, so many. <laughs> otherwise, it's not an abridged series. <laughs> I'm talking. This is what I'm doing. It's okay. Is it good? It's good. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's not too good. It's just right. It's just right. <laughs> is that good? He's powering up. Uh, your KO uh, Ken looks good, yes. That that is the that is the most pathetic power up I have ever seen. Well yeah, that was like was that was like Krillin in like the first season of Dragon Ball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when they're like plowing fields and I'm rub- like walking. I'm rub- that was when Krillin was at his best. Yeah, okay. I, I, <laughs> Technically, it's not that Krillin was at his best then. It's just that everyone com- else wasn't at their best. Comparatively, that was his best. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so we do have a lot of news items to cover today. The feature item today will actually be Umbrella Academy Season 1 
conversation, we'll call it. So uh, that's a good way of looking. Yeah, yeah. It'll be, it'll be, there will be a review in there somewhere. You're welcome to try and interpret it any way you like. We'll also probably do some spoilers for it as well. It is a television show. I don't uh, really plan on holding back on spoilers. But, let's just say it right up from front, the front. Yeah, there, yeah. So spoilers. spoiler warning. Yeah, yeah, spoiler warning. You've been warned. <laughs> So we do have a lot of news items to cover. This last week has been busy in our world. It's been very, very busy. So it's been pretty wild. Um, Mm -hmm. Did you guys know, for instance, that Deathstroke has been cast for Titans Season 2? Sweet. It's pretty sweet. Who is it? His name is Esau Morales. And you might not know who that person is if you haven't seen the show Ozark on Netflix. Yeah, no. So you haven't seen Ozark? Yeah. Have you seen it? Yeah. So he played the mob boss uh, in the first season. The yeah. one from, I believe, Mexico. He was one of the cartel yeah, yeah, yeah. operators. So that's Isa Morales. So he's been cast as Deathstroke in season two. He was is, intense. Is he good? Yeah, he, he was good. He was good. He was a yeah. good actor. Okay. Yeah, he wasn't in there for a lot, but where he was, like, he was, like, it was... Deathstroke is one of my favorite characters, so... Oh. You might like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's... No, think about it. One of my favorite characters is Deadpool, who was Deadpool based on. Come on. like Yeah, <laughs> true. Of course I'm going to like Deathstroke. True. Yeah. So it's just my only concern is just if they really like flub him or he's just a one episode character I don't, or something like that. Yeah, based on like I said, based on my history with Titan, I, I don't I don't think the actor is going to ruin the character. I think if anything is going to mm, fuck it up, it's yep. going to be their writing. Yep, because their writing has not been on point. Right, right. That was what suffered in the first season for sure. Yeah. So that's the first bit of news there. Uh, other news before we get on to the bigger news topics. Uh, I don't know if you guys noticed. Well, you wouldn't have had him. You definitely wouldn't have noticed. Rob, you may have noticed. But last week, there was a big outage. So Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp was actually down uh, last Wednesday. Facebook uh, confirmed, and ironically so, over Twitter, that the outage was not a result of uh, uh, just, what is it, distributed denial of service attack? D- DDoS? Yeah, DDoS. Yeah. It was not? It was not. Was yeah. it? I mean, okay. I could get really IT nerdy here, and you'll never have the answers for me. I might not even know what you're talking about. <laughs> So the, there was, uh, I don't know, five, six-ish years ago. I'm, I'm guessing by the, the time. So in IT, there's something called a, a DNS server. And what it is is when you send out a request, like say you want to go to Google.com, Google.com technically doesn't exist on the Internet. It exists as a series of numbers. Hmm, okay. We all know that. Yeah, 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 yeah. In this case, it breaks down as what's called an IP, 192.168, blah, 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 blah. It's usually some other like 408 or something like that. And so what happens is if you take out those DNS servers, unless someone knows what the IP is of a place, mm-hmm. you basically take it down. Okay. And do you know Google's IP? Uh, I don't. Do you know Google's IP, Rob? I know you do. No, I don't. Oh, actually. really? No. Oh, okay, uh, and you can't know because it changes it constantly. Oh, really? Yeah. They, cha- uh... they change things constantly. So the whole point is, and, and, it, and it's a group. You, they actually they have like groups of them and shit like that. Hmm. A lot of fucking, I'm not going to go into it, but a lot, yeah, yeah. lot of IT stuff. So if you take out this DNS server, you basically take out the internet. Well, what happened is there's this one major DNS provider, Dyne DNS, Dynamic DNS, that um, they provide DNS records for so many companies. Yeah. You register with them and they get to, yeah. they, they put in your stuff. And what happens is they took them down. And by oh. taking them down, they took out pretty much almost close to half the internet, like half the major yeah. internet. Like was the it North American owned sites. by Google at that point, or they were just contracted by Google? No, they just paid by. They they are they are they are registrar. So they okay. 
they Google pays them. Interesting. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. So what happens if you attack them? You take you take out this other stuff. Sure. So it doesn't sound like this was this case because Facebook and Twitter are owned, both owned by the same company, right? Yeah. Yeah. This this was some sort of catastrophic failure because he even went into WhatsApp, uh, which is all based on is built on the right. messenger. So there was something in their system. I actually heard about the WhatsApp segment of this. But. Yeah. Yeah. So the WhatsApp messaging was going through, but picture and video message was not. So it was kind of an interesting thing. The mm. messenger was working for Facebook as well, but not Facebook itself, right? There's no updates happening. But basically, 3.3 billion user accounts uh, were affected by this on Facebook and Instagram alone. Oh, huh. you know so. why, though, right? That that The way that that operated? Because uh, Facebook Messenger is just WhatsApp. Yeah. Yep. Just reskinned. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All, all oh, okay. works that, in the that, same. That's what I was saying. That's probably why the their platform. site didn't work, but their messenger yeah. did. So pretty wild, though. I mean, that's that's a pretty big outage. Uh, it was fixed by the next day 100% or so the claim. At least I didn't notice any difference. I didn't. Um, Close enough, anyway. The internet was very butthurt over it, so lots oh, of people relax. out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, I've gone right. four years without Facebook. You can go one day. <laughs> though, though, statistically speaking, there was probably at least a handful of people who had a legitimate reason to freak out. Probably businesses. And well, stuff it was like businesses, like, and, it, and they were coming out and saying like, "Oh, you have to give me, you have to cut me back for this day because my business is." We paid for now. marketing, and you weren't marketing that day, yeah. so you got to pay me, and that's so reasonable. Uh, but but you I only you only pay for what marketing is used, though. So if no viewers were able to see your marketing that day, then you didn't pay anything. That's I how would, Facebook works. I oh, would, fair enough. Yeah. I would just assume if you were Facebook, be like, nah, but we'll give you like a day or two of free unhindered service for the complication. <laughs> Usually contracts have like a, yeah. out of a year, you have, though. oh, we offer 98 or they'll, they'll literally be in the contract, a percentage of uptime. Yes. Yeah. So they'll That's go, what I was say. you probably have, have a, I forget a, the percentages, but you'll have, we will have a 98% uptime. So if at the end of the year, they calculate. How much uptime? You know, hey, no, we were up for 98% of that time. Yeah. Then you can't sue them because that's the part of your contract. They, yeah. They're always in the contract to say, listen, we're never going to promise. I'm sure that's in the end user license agreement for Facebook and for the company. For, for the, and stuff yeah, like for that. the pages. And oh, and with that, there's a bunch of ca- caveats as well, like, oh, within like the parameters of our maintenance or stuff like that. Yeah. Like, there, there, are, there are things for malicious attacks. Correct. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, anyway, the so world whatever. continued on. So yep. afterwards, and Facebook came back up. The apocalypse I never knew of. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I Did always, uh, I always imagine whenever this shit kind of happens, is like something has gone wrong, like some kind of like weird cataclysmic event has happened, and this is the way of covering it up. Like, okay, we're doing media blackout. <laughs> and well, I was joking so, that this is this is how the like the aliens would hit social media first if they were. Yeah, invaded. this could be like yeah. their, their test. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. This is the test run. Okay, we know we can take down the networks, but. Yeah, but only like, a few days till the yogurt gets us now. Oh fuck! <laughs> that episode was fucked. I was like, that is so funny. We'll, we'll get there. Yeah, that's we'll love, there. death, and robots. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll get into uh, love, death, phenomenal. and robots. Yeah, we're, yep. we definitely have to talk about that. But fucking yogurt, god damn it! <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe this whole thing was just an advertisement for love, death, and robots. Like this That'd whole be a thing? terrible, yeah, like AI, <laughs> like taking over. So who knows? No, I. I I'd, I'd be all for it. If all of a sudden Facebook showed back up and not, everyone's banned and changed to yogurt, I would have been all for that it. That would have been funny. That yeah. would have been good. I would have been very confused at first, and then if it like, linked you to that episode, I, don't know, I would have died laughing. I would hope that it wouldn't do it. But then just like a couple days later, Facebook would just fess up and be like, yeah, it was a marketing thing. Oh, okay. Like They would never do that because taking down your whole platform for marketing. Not worth like, it. Not worth it. Like Someone had to pay you billions. Oh, you'd have to pay so much money for that? Yeah. I could only imagine. Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> That's did, the world we live in, people. How did uh, how did um, did anyone cover how Trump handled uh, not having access to his Twitter account? <laughs> no, no, Twitter, Twitter, Twitter was fine. 
that's that's the crazy oh, thing. Oh, yeah, said Twitter too. No, so, no, no, Twitter, okay. Twitter was good. So it was just uh, Facebook, Facebook. Facebook reported over Twitter to all the all the uh, Facebook followers on Twitter, so they use their official Twitter account to report it. That's fucking <laughs> of course Trump funny. would never let Twitter go down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would, Trump, no, because I was just thinking, like, man, could you imagine? Like one day Twitter goes down. What would his? What would he say when it comes back up? It'd be really, it'd be really hard to. It'd probably be some nonsensical to Twitter statement. Dot dot dot. Continuing on the next page. But like, no, like like mm. I would be legitimately interested to see whatever the fuck he puts, even if it's just nonsense. I would just be interested to see. I am as interested in what he says as I am in a comedy skit. Yeah, it's no, funny but, like, to watch, but I don't know if I really care all that much. Uh, I've I followed the school of uh, thought of like George Carlin for like the last four or five years of my sure, life. Sure, yeah. Where it's just like I just watch things at this point. This is the best comedy act <laughs> like the world could ever surmise, and it's the world. Oh god! So here's a fun thing. Uh, it's been a bad week for social media in general. You guys remember <laughs> MySpace? Yeah. So MySpace just. <laughs> Revealed today, and you might already know this. If Sorry, I'm uh, amazed that they that they exist to reveal things. Well, the only way the only way MySpace really exists anymore is as a music platform. So it was a music platform before even Spotify or SoundCloud or any of them, right? So it basically made the whole yeah. framework for what it, for what a music platform should be. Yeah. So what's happened though is if you were an artist on MySpace Music uh, and you uploaded music before 2016, all of that music now is gone. So MySpace admitted today publicly that they have lost 50 million songs and 10 years worth of people's music. You know what's hilarious? I never knew that. Yeah. And that just tells you how fucking useless MySpace is. Oh, absolutely. Anything. Yeah, no, MySpace uh, was dead as a platform before it became MySpace music. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. Hi, uh, yeah. Hi, we're, we're MySpace. Who? M- M- MySpace? Who? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we want to announce that we really fucked up. Nobody cares. You know, Tom wanna... from MySpace. Everybody's first friend. <laughs> yeah, we want to yell at Anthem. Oh. Nobody cares about MySpace. <laughs> Uh, they should they should revive it as like a social network in a video game. You know that's you know what they should do. I just realized if they took Anthem and made it published by MySpace, no one would give a shit that you, it fucked up. You know, <laughs> you know, yeah, but you know what we should nobody do? would know. You know what we should do? Probably get back on topic. Oh god, <laughs> we are so we're like we're gonna do Umbrella Academy. Here's a bunch of shit about Facebook. <laughs> yeah, good point. So we are gonna get to Umbrella Academy big time today. No, no, no. I'm just pulling everyone's. So speaking of ensemble casts and big superhero shows, we also have the Avengers trailer that just dropped this week. The second Avengers trailer. Did you guys get a chance to watch it? Yes. No, okay. I actually uh, specifically avoided watching it. Okay. Mm. So is it okay if we talk about it then? Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Cool. I don't yeah. think there's gonna be any spoilers here. They, I don't know why. They, even they actually that. did a good job of making sure there wasn't spoilers in the actual trailer. They did a good job of that for once. Uh, so I don't think there's anything here. I will speculate a little bit. So spoiler warning in case one of my speculations turns out to be true, but probably won't. So no, I don't fine. know what I'm talking about. I, I should have fucking watched it. Is really what it came down to because I was like, I saw it. I'm like, I'm not gonna spoil. Anything. There's actually a speculation that if if it's right, I kind of want that to be the, the thing. Maybe maybe I'll mention it here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. So we'll, we'll we'll sit back and we'll listen and we'll comment. And then we'll do Umbrella Academy. Maybe. Yeah. For sure. So I'm actually <laughs> digging the dramatic build of the trailer. I actually appreciate that it's not explicitly revealing any major story or plot points. So I thought it was a good job. Or mm-hmm. is it revealing major plot points? Dun dun dun. Yeah. Exactly. So there are some black and white color splash effects that are uh, basically. Um, uh, scene grabs from prior films so it could be taken as sort of memories right where the only visible color is red coincidentally the reality infinity stone is also red i don't get it okay well <laughs> no <laughs> so, that was the feed in so you can explain it yeah th- this could actually suggest that many of the events that are being shown are somehow displayed or uh affected by the reality stone in endgame 
So I don't know if they could be dream sequences or just memories or events that maybe in a chain of events all get affected by the reality stone. But the only color revealed in any of those flashback sequences is the color red. I hate it. That's a terrible idea. Move on. So I will move on. The stone could be used to affect uh, an event or series of events that all started with Tony Stark becoming Iron Man, which is the earliest event that's showcased in the modern timeline. They also harken back to uh, the start of Captain America as well, but that's in the older timeline. I actually like the message in it of doing whatever it takes to finish the job from Cap and also seeing everyone dressed like astronauts. That's fun. That's really fun. So, Did you like that? Yeah, well, so the suits... Yes. uh, They match one of the quantum suits from uh, Ant-Man and Wasp. Okay, I'm actually, I if, if you if you watch the movie, they, he has like one of, one of the suits he originally put on. Yeah, um, the old Ant Man. I forget the actor's name. Yeah, but before before the new one was Ant Man, it was Hank, a red and Hank, Hank Pym. Pym. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Hank Pym wore a white and red suit. Okay, interesting. Hmm? So that could what? be the way we're going. Oh. That could be the way we're going. In well, this. I mean, Ant Man does show up uh, at a point where nobody knows what the fuck to do. Like he just kind of pulls up in a van. Yeah. Perfect so character probably, to kind of toss in. He probably has some stuff. And they, so, yeah. There was also shots of uh, Jeremy Renner's Ronin meeting up with Scarlett Johansson's Black Widow. They hold hands. It's really cute, really fun. Uh, I really think Hawkeye is probably losing all of his family in the calling because he looks like extremely despondent and there was angry. One of the best comments I ever saw about Hawkeye in that trailer what? was Hawkeye is the be- clearly the strongest character because even the snapping can only take out half of his hair. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> so, he is the strongest Avenger. So, look, all I'm saying is, how could they have defeated Ultron if they didn't have a guy who could shoot an arrow with a USB on the end of it into a computer from, like, a mile away? So, they needed a guy who could do that. The Vision couldn't do it, right? So, obviously, the strongest Avenger. So, very, very important. Thanos isn't actually featured in his trailer which is interesting. So no Thanos in this trailer. Uh, Tony Stark and Nebula are shown with the rest of the Avengers team and what I'm presuming are space travel suits, or you're saying they're the, they're the um, uh, quantum suits. The quantum suits. So which means they make it back to Earth in time to join the, quote, end game. So do, do you want to hear what my speculation oh. is? Yes. Sorry, I just watched mm. that now. So now I've seen everything. Oh, okay. So my <laughs> speculation is that, so in, in the Ant-Man and the Wasp, uh, Scott, uh, Hank Pym's wife, who comes back, mm. she makes comments about, you know, don't interact with any time vortexes and, and yeah, paradox. Mrs. Mrs. Hank Pym. Mrs. Hank Pym. Yes. Don't, don't, she makes a comment, I don't remember the exact comment, about, you know, time vortices or time vortexes or something like that in the quantum realm. Mm. Like, yeah. basically, don't fuck with time in the yeah. quantum realm. Yeah. L, oh, that's an interesting comment to make. Well, yeah, and on top mm. of that, don't forget that uh, that's where he was. When correct when the calling happened, so the so. the expectation is whatever got him out, he gets out. He may have fucked with things. Well, he may have fucked with things, but the expectation, and I don't know if you noticed, there's there's a bunch of scenes where the Avengers have like this, I don't know, fisty clocky thing on their hand. Mm. Yeah, it's like a, I don't know exactly what it is. It's hard. They, they're kind of keeping. I saw that in the trailer. It's a yeah. pit, pit boy. Yeah, well, it's not even. Like, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like on like a glovey hand thing. You saw it on Hawkeye's hand when he pulls back the bow. Yeah, the arrow, yeah, exactly. And so the expectation and there's scenes that they refilmed. Um, they refilmed the scene uh, for the original Avengers where the attack on New York City. Oh, okay. And um, Ant Man is in the scene, and so the expectation here. Is that the heroes are going to sort of divide through time and conquer? Interesting, right? So the idea is they just like uh, what's his face, uh, Doctor Strange, when yeah. 
hey, no, there's the, all these different timelines right. that where we didn't beat him, but there's one where we did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he and basically they're going through and making our timeline that timeline. Yeah, yeah. And they have at least a few chances to do it. Yeah. So because there's multiples of them, right? So Correct. That's, that's really, that's a cool theory. That's cool theory. That's it, my expectation. It would actually be fun to see kind of the greatest hits of Avengers moments. And that's what kind I'm of expecting. Kind place. Yeah, yeah. You know That'd be really cool. That seems like that's very believable. I could see that playing out. But there was something interesting, too. I don't know if you watched it. During the trailer, you see at one point Ant-Man jumps onto what looks like a lever and moves forward. But when he does that, it looks like he's almost on like some kind of like almost medieval-like system. Because there's a rolling ball of fire that starts moving as soon as he that's does funny. that. I'm like... I'm wondering if there's scenes where he's like not in the right time at all. Or something like, went really something wrong. Something went really wrong. Like, yeah, his, possible. Like, maybe like a uh, like a small like collage of him like trying to figure out like he's going constantly. Yeah, that would actually be the cool. Wrong That'd be really cool. The other thing that people were throwing off is there's scenes with Black Widow where at sometimes she's with red hair and sometimes she's with white hair. Yeah, they cut it. They cut it both ways. Yeah. yeah. Presumably expect- she ends up with. Well, the claim is... Red hair. Yeah, the claim... And there are some scenes where it's, like, white with red yeah. and red with white. So the expectation is... Apparently, that happens in, like, the first little bit. So basically, it sounds like they, they're they like, why do we make her hair white? Well, let's make it go back to Maybe they try to explain it with, like, red roots coming back in or something That's like that. That's kind of what yeah, they yeah. And they're using hmm. that as, like, a, a way to distinguish her timeline or something. Interesting. Like how fast going huh. for her. Anyway, just an interesting little thought. And you're right. That's the thing that I like about the most is it's kind of a greatest hits. Let's go back and let's revisit this funny little yeah. ride. I think it's more like the... I, if if that is what it is, I figure it's probably like we need to go back and change things just slightly. Correct. Yeah. Like small course corrections yes. leading up to that event. Correct. That's why they would be hitting all these different points. In yep. Time. Cool. That would so, that'd be interesting. Yeah. yeah I'd like really to see cool. if that that theory plan, pans out. That'd be good. As I said, I really like the theory. Yeah. I, no, I heard good. it said once. And I'm like, oh, that's really good. So yeah, that's Avengers yeah. Endgame coming out April 26, 2019. So if you haven't seen uh, Captain Marvel, you probably want to get out there and see that. Or you can just listen to our spoiler cast from episode 35 and you can learn all about it. That's about so, as useful. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's about as entertaining. <laughs> Burn! Uh, yeah. Except our podcast is free and that movie costs money. So clearly one is the better bang for your buck. <laughs> oh, it's brutal. <laughs> so some other big news oh, this yeah. week coming out of the Marvel Universe. You guys probably heard about James Gunn being back on for Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy 3. So he's a f- <laughs> I've never seen such a fast about face of we fucked up. <laughs> yeah, oh, totally. I, you know totally. what? I'm super excited about it, and it's funny because like I never thought that I was going to be wrong when I said they're never going to take him back. Yeah, but I was like super excited about it. I was like, remember when I said I was like, man, I wish they would, but they're never going to. Yeah, yeah, and I remember. they did. So yeah, uh, it's, it's a good time to be wrong. So it's yeah. a good thing to be wrong no, about. I'm, so yeah, I'm 100 cool with that. Majorly awesome with him coming back in. So uh, obviously Marvel had to rehire him for Guardians of the Galaxy three. He's writing and directing. Uh, I think it was probably even difficult for them to come up with the script without him. To be honest with you, well, he came for, up with the original script already right. before he got let let go, and I'm sure he already knew how it was going to end. All right, yeah. so I'm sure they I'm, needed that. I'm wondering, uh, all of that aside, did they ever give an official reason why they brought him back on? No, did never. Did they never publicly? Oh yeah, yeah, that? they did. They they stated that because he apologized for it. Oh really? Yeah, he's reformed. See that. Interesting. That's what I fucking said. That, that's the, that's all. That's all it was. Is they they basically said, hey. He he apologized immediately. He seemed sincere. So 
we're all cool. That was the public reason. Yeah. We all know the real reasons because they knew they were fucked otherwise. Yeah, so for no. anybody who didn't remember the original story, he was let go originally uh, by Marvel, by Disney, because there were some tweets uncovered through the Wayback Machine. Or, yeah. Uh, no, yeah, so basically there were tweets of very distasteful ra- jokes. Sexist jokes, I think. I think it was yeah. sexist jokes. Yeah. Yeah. But but at the same time, though, like he's he's been... Like, he has apologized in the interim for that even before this happened. Like, he is Maybe. public. He's publicly said, yeah. Like, yeah, he's like, okay, it was shitty. Yada, Honestly, yada. it's not even something he really has to make amends for. No, but like, like, the, well, it's a joke. He's yeah, a well, free, free speech isn't against the no, law. No, yeah. that's true. But, like, the fact, though, that he did go out of his way to reform and the fact that he was punished for that reformation, yeah, that's what I had a problem with. Yeah. And then him not doing that and now being brought back into the into the fold essentially even if disney had ulterior motives to do that or marvel or whoever um the fact that they did it is a huge uh a huge thing because now that somebody that big has done it other people will be more yeah. understanding more lenient. i think well in his his reformation there. really informed the guardians of the galaxy series i i don't think it'd be the same series no. without him and i don't think the characters would be the same characters without him so well, and, and his personal journey that he kind of that, that informed his direction of those films yes, he also wasn't there are some bad guys like there there are some people who you look at them you know harvey weinstein yeah there, and there is no human being on this planet that goes, I don't know. I think I take his side. Like, yeah. There's very oh, few a, human beings. There's, there's no, few, no coming back few, from him. There's a few that have come No out. coming back. Yeah, there's <laughs> no coming back. No, there isn't. Yeah. I, I don't remember anyone that I met with James Gunn, and they're like, wait, why did he get fired? Oh, he got that? I mean, okay. I, I, I guess it's kind of bad, but I mean, I've heard George Carlin say way worse. Yeah. I, I've, I've yeah, heard yeah. so many other Lots people say worse things. Like, that's nothing. Right. I just recently heard Jimmy Carr on Netflix say worse things. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, come on. Great comedian, by the way. Yeah, great He's comedian. Really I love Carr, him. Yeah. But uh, come on. Like, that's not that big of a deal. He was just uh, making a joke. Uh, so, eh. Total side tangent. If you haven't seen Joe Rogan's latest stand up on Netflix, I did. Oh, so the Harvina Weinstein segment? Yeah. So good. <laughs> I gotta watch that. That's good. You haven't yet. You go out and watch it. I just it. recently watched, he had uh, Alex Jones on his show. Yeah, uh, again. So they, they're on again, off again, friends, and I and I listened to the episode. Alex Jones is... I, 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 I haven't watched that one yet. The last one He's was a fucking phenomenal. Dude, it's, you gotta listen to it, but you have to listen to it in like small chunks because it's like intense. No, no, it, no, no, it's no, no, intense. No, no. I've got, no. I watched the first dude. one in one sitting. Don't fucking, oh, you, you, whatever, dude. I watch Alex Jones all the time. I couldn't, I couldn't do no, it. No, no, but, but him, him trying to defend himself on oh. Joe Rogan is in, insane. No, like, I know, and I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I just haven't had the time to, to, to literally sit front to back. That's oh, dude, it's like five hours long. I know. Oh, I'm aware. I like, I'm kind of conflicted total sidebar but i'm kind of conflicted because it's like you give this guy like a platform to kind of say the bullshit that he needs to say about like you know animal human hybrids and all this you know other bullshit that he talks yeah. about he's just so i'll be really over the top. i'll be really honest with you. it it doesn't matter whether you give him a platform because the people who believe him already believe in what he believes yeah you're right no, he you're didn't right. change yeah. their minds yeah. and we're not going to change their minds yeah so there are already conspiracy plat- theorists yes but, yeah. and those who don't believe him won't believe him what it, right what do you guys talk about platform though? He's got his own show. That's what I'm. But I mean, he was banned off YouTube. Uh, who the fuck cares? Well, but I mean that's the easiest well, I mean, way to monetize it. The thing is, though, you, it. but YouTube has been losing steadily. It's oh yeah, because they can't compete with freaking Twitch and everybody else. No, it's not even so. just that. It's just that that and YouTube Facebook Live. YouTube itself has been very very. Um, or new the hub. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Yeah, yeah. Pornhub is. Uh, I've been told that Pornhub is pr- trying to put out their own YouTube too. Yeah, yeah. No, they are. Okay. No, I was just I was laughing at the way you the oh. fucking you fucking introed it. Um, Pornhub YouTube. 
It's essentially what it is. Wow. Yeah. But uh, anyway, so the, but the whole thing is like YouTube's been extremely bad about their monetary system with a lot of their content creators. Right. It's making them all pissed off. And it's getting to the point now where so many are having this massive exodus uh, that other sites are starting to scoop these people to get their, their fan base on their site. Yeah. yeah. And so right now it's like we are sitting in the middle of, and you may not be aware of it because social media. No, I'm aware of really YouTube. Like yeah, but what I'm saying YouTube. that this fight, though, that's going on, it's like a fa- essentially a fucking internet battleground where people are like poaching people off of other platforms yeah. trying to get their platforms oh, I know. Yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, I believe that. It's yeah, a, especially it's especially really going good. from like, you know, Twitch to Mixer or back and forth or whatever. So people, yeah. there's a lot of competing platforms out there right now. So it, it's, it's entertaining to watch because we haven't seen, like these things have happened in the past, but we haven't been uh, so, it hasn't been such an open window as it is now because nowadays a lot of content creators are like super transparent. Like, hey, this is how we operate and this is what's going on. This is why you're not getting content from us, yada, yada. So, like, when you see these things, it's like people are flinging fireballs at YouTube and they're firing right back. It just is entertaining to me uh, to I, see it as, like, seeing, like, content creators getting essentially people are trying to squash them is effectively what's going on. Yeah. yeah. And they are fighting back. And the the fact that they're fighting back on the platform that's trying to crush them is hilarious yeah. because it's, like, they got massive viewership. Yeah. And stuff like that. So, it's, like, I think it's Ninja, really Ninja's funny. been a target for a little while now, too. Yeah. So, he's a big uh, gamer. And uh, I, I know, know who yeah, ninjas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. so he's. Yeah, I'm looking at Adam like, uh, do you know? <laughs> yeah, oh, okay, uh, I, I get it. I, I put on this persona of being like an eight year old, like, ah, oh, you're goddamn fucking whippersnappers. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I've probably seen all of 20 minutes of yeah. ninjas content. Well, he, he okay. plays this game. Who he he is. plays this game called Fortnite. What? Yeah. <laughs> Fortnite. Fortnite. Um, Fortnite. Um, yeah. You know who actually really got hit recently? You know, back in my day, I used to play Niffy Stikes. Yeah. You know who really got that hit bad, though? Uh, MXR Mods got hit really bad. MXR Mods? <laughs> Does all the Skyrim modding community oh, stuff and, f- and follow up. That's follow-up. my wife. She knows that yeah, shit. Yeah. I don't. I figured you'd know it by proxy. That's no. All. No. Okay. I, I, I've specifically... I don't want to say I've gone out of my way, but... I don't I don't put that into memory because there's just so much data. I'll be honest with you. I watch his videos not because I'm looking for new mods, just because the way he fucking executes them is hilarious. Dude, you randomly watch videos of people cutting down trees in Breath of the Wild and launching themselves across the Those map. Those are speed runs. Those, Those are, are great. Really Those are really good. Well, not yeah. the one you showed me today. Well, yeah, it's because I, I was, was like, trying... I fucking it up a million times until he finally no, got he was it ex- right. Yeah, but he was explaining how, how oh, you do it. We're going off the rail. We are so yeah. far off the rails. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> what rails at this point? Rails were gone when we the said rails? we were going straight on Ball Academy and talking about <laughs> Facebook. We're in like a freaking flying train now, man. Forget this. We're in a Final Fantasy VII train. I was actually thinking more like Back to the Future 3. Oh, there, we go. Oh, there is a flying time-traveling train in that, isn't there? Yeah. Oh, my God. So Peter Safran, who is a DCEU producer who worked on Shazam, Aquaman, and the new Suicide Squad, has said, in fact, the new Suicide Squad will not be called Suicide Squad 2. Oh, so, so they want to get away directed, from the shitty title. Yes, so this this is directed by James Gunn, which is why I mentioned it. So he's still doing Suicide both Squad. films. I he's think still it's doing what's both Because before it was The Suicide Squad, now it's just Suicide Squad. Basically, I kind of joking. I, no, I think that that's actually... <laughs> it, it, it is literally called Just Suicide Squad. Good. So I hope it's called literally Just, <laughs> just Suicide Squad. <laughs> it is. Is it seriously? Yes. Starts with Just... Oh no no! Sorry. Oh okay. Oh, See, that's <laughs> that's what I was hoping for. So, like I, I get it that, that they've done just suicide. Well, basically, they're calling this a reboot for the franchise. <laughs> I don't think I've seen a reboot happen so fast. It's been like I, less than two years. Aha! Uh-huh, no no, it's happened. It happened actually in gaming. Titanfall. Titanfall okay, yeah, two, Titanfall, Titanfall 2 is a reboot. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a story reboot? Yeah, it was a story reboot. But oh, they, still, they still called it 2. They should have just called it Titanfall. 
Oh, so that's, the new standard has been set by Suicide Squad. Whenever you want to like reboot a franchise, yeah. you just jack the title from yeah. the old franchise. If you if, if you want to talk about if you want to talk about something and almost never deliver it, you call it Duke Nukem. Everything else is called Suicide Squad. So uh, I can't think of another recent movie series anyway. Um, I mean, there's there's movie series that get different iterations, like you know, Spider-Man: Homecoming to Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, then sure. back to Far From I Home. I have never seen but... someone literally walk out of the door, turn around, and walk right back into it so quickly. You know what? You know what this reminds me of? You know those uh, the people who go out on like the ring and during like a fighting match, and they got like the card and like round one. It's like if somebody walked into the ring, it's like Suicide Squad, and then walked out, got a new sign, came right back in, Suicide Squad again. <laughs> It's just surprising to me because, like, do they really expect people who go and see movies? Yeah, I guess they should expect it to go and see it again. And I like, really don't give a shit about the title because the deal is, is I only care the fact that James Gunn is involved. You know what? That would be yeah. no, that yeah, that would true. be interesting if they had it to the like Suicide Squad and then in bigger font by James Gunn. <laughs> <laughs> they just they just might right because that's that, I'm sure it's going to take like a more comedic angle. Uh, James Gunn obviously is a great comedic writer and director so they like, might even take that route in this one like, that's the Hopefully. thing though with suicide squad like that's their time to let their hair down right? yeah like that's yeah. that's what suicide squad is it's not really serious no no like, it's yeah. definitely not serious so like it's like, well, like it could be you could well, that's the benefit of suicide squad suicide squad is kind of an antho- it, it itself is kind of an anthology yeah because you the idea is you're just taking a bunch of these b's and c's characters that really don't show up in comics very often and they just die <laughs> and you just get to put them in random situations. Yeah. So it's kind of an anthology yeah, yeah. in that well, way. So you one ep- one movie doesn't have to be related to the next movie in any way. No, no yeah. totally doesn't. And I mean, they're going to have to use different heroes now that there's no more Batfleck and there's no more even, even the flash sure. was in the first suicide squad. And I don't believe that. Um, uh, what's his face? He was, he yeah. was, yeah, he's not. Yeah. He was, he had a scene in the original suicide squad. I don't remember this. Yeah. Yeah, pretty sure he was in it. Would, would would you say that he just sped through the scene? He, it was it was a very fast scene. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's like two frames. Yeah, yeah, that's that's why he didn't see it. Yeah, because he's literally running past the camera. So I'm thinking next they reboot uh, maybe like Star Wars Episode Eight. They can just like reboot that, just call it Star Wars Episode Eight, just make a completely different <laughs> film. So they're getting away with it now with Suicide Squad. So why not? Right? Like this is what sure. we wanted. I'm not sure if I hate him or I think it's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> see that's what i would i would uh, you know what to be honest oh fuck i'm just i'm gonna get too mad like, keep going or i'm gonna fucking I'm go good with it. as long as dc is like you know what guys we I fucked up we fuck. gotta restart this shit now like I, i'm good with it as long as they can admit yeah. to that but they probably won't but uh, i'll see it anyway because i don't know james gunn yeah i'm an idiot yeah oh yeah because james gunn I'll, I'll use that as an excuse so last bit of big news topics today so we got Google revealing something tomorrow, which is actually today, if you're hearing the podcast, because we've time traveled, and yeah. tomorrow is actually today. Yeah, I'm, 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 unless the editing takes too long, and then it was yesterday. Unless the editing takes too long, in which case it'll be yesterday, <laughs> and we've time traveled two days. So they're calling this the future of gaming. It could be a next-gen game console. We don't know, uh, but they're revealing it tomorrow at GDC. So You don't know, you don't know about this? Um, no, I do. I've heard different speculation. So it's, it's, so it's Google Yeti. Or they're also calling it Project Stream. Wait, are they seriously? They, they gave it? Okay. We, we know the name now? It's called Yeti? No, no. It's Project Yeti. Oh, no, wait. Google Yeti. Yeah, but is that? do we know that that's the official title? I, I, I think that's just the code name. Oh, okay. Because I know a PowerPoint leak. That's how we kind of know It's actually called uh, Google Sasquatch. <laughs> or, no, no, no. Sorry. Google Wendigo. <laughs> I was just about to mistake <laughs> that. <laughs> 
can't wait for a Google Wendigo. The the Google app that will eat you raw like a cannibal. And then shapeshift. And then you know that there's a kind of funny play on words there because if it is actually like a a gaming via streaming service because that's what it sounds like it might be. It's like (laughs) it is. So, but like what I'm saying though is like Wendigo. It's like you can do it anywhere. You can Wendigo wherever you want. (laughs) Oh God. (laughs) Oh my God. Oh, oh, my brain hurt from I that. Mean, so chances are it'll oh, just be a horrible. streaming service that, that, they, that they've actually built into the Google Chrome browser somehow is yeah. what I'm thinking. Yeah. It's not going to be too different from streaming services yeah. if this is my guess, which today is today and tomorrow is the day they actually reveal it. But today you're listening. I would guess that it's actually going to be a streaming service like what they do with Xbox Live or PlayStation mm, Now. Something not like exactly. Uh, so do you remember, I think the name of the product was like the Ouya or some shit like that. Oh, mm-hmm. I remember the Ouya. I think it was the Ouya. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, where it was basically, it was a t- it wasn't really a console is basically a raspberry pi yeah and your computer this this ouya didn't actually process the game or it, store the utilize data what you had on your system and and stream to it right yeah it will no it would run no no it would run in the cloud in a cloud system the game oh. would actually process in the cloud and uh, would just be streamed to yours but the problem with that that they had in the past was a uh, companies like ouya couldn't get enough um like video, video games yeah. to, to get involved oh, that too, yeah. and they had serious lag problems well yeah Obviously, that yeah. and then they were going to have to constantly update it with whatever new version of android they were coming out with yeah. so I, I think it just became mm-hmm. a difficult project to keep up with but chrome yeah. chrome would make sense as the platform for it yeah and the expectation is because google also owns um i forget the name of it but they literally own an entire database of video cards that you can actually pay to use it's huh. just a shit ton of video cards huh. interesting so they have the technology to do this. And I think they realized Aww. we have the power. We oh, can probably. Okay. The only issue that they have to work out is the lag between your house and their data center. Um, okay, so this sounds like it, it is very much in the same vein of kind of like the idea of games as Netflix. Yeah. Uh, yep. Which has been permeated that's, that's been a lot conversation of, yeah. for quite a bit of time. Been a lot of speculation about that. But also note that there is, with GDC, there's been a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of uh, VR stuff that's been talked about. Google has been saying they're going into that space, but haven't really revealed a lot. So maybe even a game service with the accompaniment of VR may be They might also announce VR, but they they had like a leaked, I don't know if it's a PowerPoint, but a leaked presentation. Yeah, uh, which is just like the you know the videos and shit mm-hmm. they put on behind themselves when they're yeah. doing the announcement. So there's no words on there because it's meant to be you know complimentary yeah, to talking, someone yeah. talking. Sure, yeah. uh, there's no words on it that straight up say what this is. But all of the marketing and advertising that's in that lean towards the streaming service. And there was a co- uh, we know that they worked with uh, Ubisoft to test Assassin's Creed on it. Uh, Inter- interesting interesting you say that because do you know who Google just hired as a unnamed VP? Yes. Jade Raymond. Yes. So from Ubisoft. Uh, uh, yeah. So she started Ubisoft uh-huh. Toronto and Motive Studios. Yep. Uh, so very, very interesting thing. So she's actually responsible uh, for the creation of new IPs such as the Assassin's Creed series, yep. Watch Dogs. Uh, she was involved in Splinter, Splinter Cell Blacklist. Was that, oh, the, that was the 361? Oh, Blacklist was a good one. Yeah, yeah, Blacklist. And, uh, yeah, she's been instrumental in developing Assassin's Creed and Watch Dogs. Uh, she's joined Google as an unnamed VP recently. Uh, they haven't named of what yet, basically. But so it's probably going to reveal. Software this. or game design or something. Who yeah. knows? But, yeah, it'll be of whatever's about to be announced. Yeah, that's probably so what it is. Probably, probably playing right into that, though. But my, the only thing I'm, I'm curious about, and 
it, it may just be, be like, hey, you're using it on your computer, so fucking use your computer. But if it is a games a streaming service, um, it'll be interesting to see how they interact with the actual player base, right? Because you need something to play on yeah. mm-hmm. in order to play a video game stream. You're not gonna well, it's going to be on the Chrome app. Yeah, I know, but you're not going to like use Google Home, like Google Chrome at home, and like put it up on your TV and use a fucking TV remote to play it. No, like no. Uh, th- what I'm saying is, there's yeah. like there's got to be some kind of interface. Oh, I think yeah. So I'm thinking if it's that, if that's the case, then it's probably predominantly PC games. Probably at this because point. that's the only they way might to start with that, that and then maybe well, go with like I mean, a Chrome I, well, no, mini no, stupid Raspberry Pi. Mm. Not really, but like, think about this though, right? So like, Devil May Cry can be played with a keyboard and mouse or a uh, controller. How, how about this? How about this? But you have a you have a laptop that has a name to it, and it's specifically designed yeah, for Chromebook. one device for one application. Yeah. But they just turn that into a box. Th- this but, exists for people who are out there wondering what he's talking about. Yeah, it's called yeah, a Chromebook. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but the, the the this if it is what it is is going to be very interesting for two reasons. One, it can legitimately revolutionize how people play games. So yeah, cool. Fine. I agree. Sure. But you also have to think about the the effect that's going to have on the industry. Oh, massive. So I'm wondering, like, what will we see? Because there's going to have to be a response from dominant PC people. So, the, like, Steam? What's Steam going to do in response to that? The one what, major what complaint that I didn't think about when I was thinking about when I was, you know, mulling this topic over when I first heard about it. Yeah. Um, Amanda brought up. I, I, we mentioned Amanda loves her Skyrim modding, and she loves modding. She mods Breath yeah. of the Wild. Yes. She even got on, She got it on PC. Just so she, we have a Switch. We have Breath of the Wild on the Switch. Yeah. How do you mod? She also got on the PC just yeah. so she could fucking mod it. Crazy. She loves modding, yeah. um, and that's fine. I bought her one of the nicest computers just so I she didn't could even, mod. I didn't even know that there was modding for that game. For wait, which Breath, oh, Breath yeah. of the Wild? Oh yeah, on the PC. Yeah. yeah. So she loves that shit, and her first response, which makes sense, is how the fuck do I mod my games? If your data files. Are located on the cloud and it's streaming like Netflix. Yeah. How do I affect those data files so that I get to do what the fuck I want? You don't. Okay, so the answer I, is you I fucking mean, yeah, don't. It's just, it's no, just play the vanilla game, whatever no, they're offering. That's not true. That's not true. Because here's the thing: majority answer is you probably can't. But if you could, what they would have to do is they would make you uh, have a account with a partition of data files in it that can interact with the game files on the server. So you would upload your mod files to, like, as a addendum. Yeah. And then what they would do is they would, uh, after you've uploaded it to the server, would you have Google Drive that is already out there? They, yep. They, and the, that'll go onto the servers with the files, probably. Yep. Uh, or there would be some kind of bridge. Anyway, and then you would have those interact with the load order in the game. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. But all I'm saying is it well, yeah. brings out a whole new question. Oh, it does. Yeah. It, I don't know what oh, the answer is. Uh, the answer <laughs> is um, people have been modding ever for like since the inception of gaming, it feels like almost because and there's never been frameworks for modding before. Like modding back in the day was like, OK, so someone's going to go in the code and literally manually change the, change the yeah, code. hexes and shit. Yeah. Yeah. And, then, and then like upload their own shit and stuff like that. There was no mod database, like ModDB or Nexus yeah, mods. No. The, those things didn't fucking exist, guys. People have been modding well before to that. Be fair, that's yeah. one of the things I love about PCs. They'll find a way is ultimately what I'm saying. I, I had a problem <laughs> with uh, Devil May Cry 5, which, like I said, I love the game. But um, I had a weird problem where screen tearing versus lip syncing. Yeah. And the fix that I had to do is you, you could adjust the settings. It's like, okay, you need to adjust 
whether you're using DirectX. Direct, I needed to change from using DirectX 12 to DirectX 11. Mm. That was one of the fixes I needed to do. Yeah. And there is no way to change that in the menus. But as an I as as somebody who has like a brain, as someone who has a brain, <laughs> you go look up the issue yes, and you're brain. like, oh, okay, yeah, yes, brain, and you just change it in the config files. Yeah, that's my favorite thing about computers. I can't do that in a console. Well, I, you can, but no, you're it's a lot right. more difficult. Yes, it's super painstaking and voids the warranty immediately. Yeah, but my, my point is, is that modding. I agree, modding needs to. When they do this, if they do this, they need to take that into consideration. Which I almost guarantee nobody has taken it into consideration yet. But uh, it it will be something that will be very fucking. Sorry, obvious. Alex is fucking with your mic at a distance while you're trying to talk, and it's just this like this dongly dick just waving in front of your yeah. face, waiting to just. And I'm not bringing eye contact with you either. <laughs> I'm not bringing eye contact with you either. I want that to be known. I'm trying to move it over for you, so why? Because you know, you're like stuffed on the corner there. It looks uncomfortable. No, it's perfectly fine. Oh, I okay. My, I <laughs> My, I feel bad. My elbows on this. I'm like comfortable. Rob is an adult. He can figure out how he it wants to be swapped I mean, with the did, mic. It did kind of tap you on the nose like a dick a little bit. Like, I'm just gonna... <laughs> no, it missed me. It missed me. Um, oh, I would have owned that. But no, like uh, you got to remember that as a gamer, <laughs> back in my day, I slept on a concrete fucking floor because I was at a land party for days on days on end. <laughs> like all of that shit. Tempers like the fuck house? out of you. They could even like get your mattress. No, like think about it. Back to the old land parties. Like when, when we the were... fuck did we ever sleep on concrete? I've never slept on. I'm concrete. imagining a little. The worst house. place I ever slept okay. was your pool table. No, no, no. no. I've slept on pool <laughs> no. tables at land parties. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure you were there at least once, and you may not remember it. Dude, you were definitely there actually because you played the fucking speaker trick on me. Uh, remember a guy named Brendan back in Kingsville? Oh fuck, Brendan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He fucked up. He fucked up my computer. I don't, I don't know. Anyway, oh. neither here nor there. We slept on the floor. I know. I don't remember sleeping on the I mean, I didn't sleep floor. on the floor because I stole an air mattress. <laughs> <laughs> I don't but, remember sleeping but on that concrete. But that is one time that a lot of people were sleeping oh, on concrete. Oh, I, I don't think I've ever slept on concrete. Okay. I have. No. I have, but not there. I don't think I have ever slept directly on concrete in my life. Oh, I have. At, at the crack it's, house? It's not that. It's actually not even that bad. <laughs> Oh. And the crack, you know, how many of them were like, like, how many cracks were like, <laughs> no, 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 like land parties legitimately, like back in the day, land parties felt like the, uh, digital equivalents of a crack house. See, uh, yeah, oh God. Yeah. I, I, you see, you had the huge houses. Yeah. You had the big lands. Where it was comfy. Where it was comfy. Ish. You yeah. had like 30 people in a land. Your, your parents were like, okay, we're heading to Florida for a week. And you're just like, yes, leave to Florida. I will take up all the spaces yes. in the house with filthy teenagers, <laughs> and not a single one of them will be having sex. Yeah, <laughs> not, no, they'll, they'll, there'll be no sex, and they will be grungy as fuck, <laughs> and, and and it will not even be a party. People won't even be drinking. I, I don't. It's pop. Doritos will be so, eaten. All uh, the Doritos. Do you know, do you know what my yeah. favorite memory of of all time is in my life? Oh, I got to hear this. Okay. So you had a LAN party one yeah. time. Now, obviously, it starts with that. It got really... It, we were smoking weed at this point. So um, okay. there's, it got so crazy. You had like a garage on the outside where you know there was like a boat and shit like that. And so we were smoking weed in the boat, like in the garage. Oh, yeah. And so we were hanging out doing that. And we were... So there's a whole LAN night and everyone's smoking weed all over the mm. place. It's a, you know, teenager... This was like right near the end of... Uh, high yeah, school yeah. slash early college. Yeah. yeah. It was late high school. And so we were having a great time, and so there were bongs everywhere, like yes. just 
spread out throughout it this was house. Everywhere. Yeah. It was everywhere. It was a mess. And I woke up the next day from sleeping underneath your pool table or next to it or on it or something <gasps> like that. I don't know where this is. And I go and I go to the washroom. I go into the bathroom and I, I'm and I'm taking a piss and I look over on the sink and there's like twelve bongs, fully cleaned out, perfectly cleaned out and perfectly organized, and largest were, to smallest. And these were, were complex. Gr- some of them were grungy as who fuck. Did this? And they were complex. And we all kind of, and I, I came out of that and I'm like, oh wow, who's the nice guy that cleans out? His fucking maids came and cleaned out all of the bongs <laughs> and organized them in order. That's yeah. Amazing. <laughs> Talk about going above and beyond that. Dude. That is impressive. I was, and no one knew they were there. They just sort of came, walked around yeah. us as all of us were sleeping on the grounds in random places, yeah, we cleaned were... up the place, <laughs> cleaned the bongs, and then left before anyone knew they showed up. Yeah, you know why? Funny, we, we fell asleep at like 8 in the morning. Oh, yeah. And then they came like just after that. Yeah. And, uh, and that yeah, everyone crazy. was knocked out as fuck. <laughs> and like, no, like those ladies, I, I will... Like place in my heart because goddamn man they 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 put in an effort for the oh they were great they earned their paycheck every time <laughs> and like it's not even like we were being a dick the majority of the time it was clean house yeah, yeah, yeah but like but like there were some times where I'm like fuck like thank god for them because like if they didn't exist well I prior to that fucked. your mom would make you clean the house before the maid showed up to clean the houses I remember oh that. god I remember yeah <laughs> but yeah that was that was like that one always confused the shit out of me I understand it now as an adult because it's like you don't want anyone to know you have a clean house uh, yeah dirty a dirty house, house. Yeah. So anyway, one of my favorite land stories of all time is the the, the 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 maids, the the great maids that deserve so a Yelp good, review of amazing, so freaking good. Yeah. All right, then uh, I guess we'll move into uh, what we've been playing and watching. Sure. Yeah, this is actually I'm, I'm actually excited for this. I'll go last. Alright, so on to what we've been playing and watching. I uh, don't have a ton of updates myself, except I did finally get around to playing a game that we've talked about multiple times on this podcast. Rob knows what it is. I do? Yes. So it is goat Beat Saber. Yeah, Goat Simulator. Oh, yeah, Beat Saber, right. Beat yeah. Saber, yeah. So I visited Rob's over. house. Yeah, played some cards. Osha's apparently some kind of gambling god and took all of our money, and, and that's fine. But oh, I'm so no, glad it, I didn't partake I in that no then. Idea. No, 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 no. Uh, no, it was actually good. And he wasn't technically the one that took all the money. It was actually... He took it in it was, poker. Oh, I gave him a lot of money. Well, our, uh, the other guy, Arson, uh, did... He was good, really too. He well. looked like a gambler, too. He looked like... Well, he's he pl- definitely plays more than us, but yeah. the thing was that with him is that he's very patient, mm. and we are not, especially We're me. not patient. Especially me, I'm we not are not patient. patient. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, we also played. A, we also played uh, blackjack. Apparently, uh, patience is a, a quality you need, mm-hmm. uh, which I do not possess. So yeah, anyway, no, so I did play Beat Saber though in in the interim. Yeah. So, yeah. Did you Did you see my my big dick digital score? No. No, I did. didn't. I didn't. Nobody mentioned it even. Well, you That's weren't really playing, weird. You weren't playing on those. <laughs> you weren't playing on those <laughs> difficulties. And no, it was mentioned because we talked about it. We were we and Osher were uh, bragging on at the table because he didn't want to tell you about how he beat your score in uh, what was it? The greatest show. The greatest show again. Yeah, yeah, that lasted all of five minutes. Yeah, I know, I know, because I told him that, and I was like, "Hey, man," because we we're sitting at the table, and I was like, "Hey, I just like I I could tell Adam right now." He's like, "Yeah, do it." I'm like, "All right." He didn't want to do it till the end of the night so that you would be too tired to try and beat it that night. So he could have it at least for a full night? Yeah. Um, there was conversation that, like, 
Rob was telling him, well, why did you text him and tell him now? Why would you just wait? Yeah, that, well, that's, that's why I was, <laughs> Till, that's why and, I and was confused. They said to text you at like 2 a.m. and tell you that they beat your score. <laughs> yeah, like that's what, that was, that was <laughs> so the original you play plan. All night, and then that, that plan did not come to fruition, I guess, because there was probably some... Uh, we were high. <laughs> <laughs> okay, got it, got it. Um, <laughs> Plans went asunder. <laughs> yeah. Plans were sundered. In so how'd you like yeah. Beat Saber? Uh, I did all right. I finished a couple songs. I was pretty proud of myself. I finished a couple songs in normal. Wise. Normal. Normal. Okay. Definitely normal. So I was not talented. <laughs> well, yeah, he was the first couple first time. Yeah, yeah I was. Fine, I was yeah. terrified. I was jumping out of the way of things flying at me. Oh, and, yeah, he it was actually, really scary. That was actually entertaining as shit. And I apologize for bringing this out in yeah. the open, but uh, you know when uh, the area denial blocks come at you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he froze and literally covered his head. <laughs> <laughs> It was as any normal man would do. <laughs> yeah, like when like, translucent blocks he, could fly he, in your face. He legit screams and covers his head. I'm looking. I'm like, okay, so there's clearly a disconnect. <laughs> it's my fight or flight or hide mechanism. Yes, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay, so in a really bad situation, maybe don't go to Alex if you don't need somebody to, to act fast. <laughs> yeah. Well, I acted fast. I just um, yeah. You yeah, just chose a really nothing. bad yeah. You chose a really bad path. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, the lightsaber I swung a little bit, but didn't do anything for me. So yeah. <laughs> so I did like touching the ends together. That's fun. It's you always fun to together. do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know what it is. It's always fun to just do it while you're waiting for something. Yeah. I also tried. Uh, what was the other one? Hot pursuit. Hot. Oh, super hot. Super hot. Super hot. So yeah. sort of like a spy game where you move. Well, and the enemy moves. I wouldn't call but it a if you spy don't move, game. they won't not, move. Yeah, not necessarily a spy game. Let's just. It might be like, like an action shooter. Goldeneye or James yeah. Bond, though. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty cool. It's got, so it's got that vibe to yeah, it. You're sure. grabbing implements and weapons and shooting these uh, characters running on screen and throwing things at them. And I was also pretty bad at that. I didn't hide it all. Like I didn't like I wasn't scared hiding. I was oh, okay. hiding behind items in the game. <laughs> but uh, yeah, pretty cool. Pretty yeah. cool. So challenging, man. Really no, Super Hot's a lot of fun. Yeah. You were, and you were playing endless mode, by the way. So there's not even actually the campaign. The campaign's a lot of fun. Okay. Is it as hard? It ramps up. Oh, okay. Okay. So you learn. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's fun. I, I would say endless mode is harder than the campaign. Yes. Yeah, yeah I know I would agree. I would agree. I, but I don't think just, I learned anything. It's just like, you know, <laughs> endless mode is just kinda like the here, yeah, try this out. You're supposed to do endless mode after you've beaten the campaign. In fact, it doesn't unlock until you've beaten the campaign. That's correct. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. So it's designed to be played afterwards. Hmm. Yeah. Cool. So what have you been up to? Um, I've actually, for the first week, did not play any Hollow Knight. Hmm. Interesting. In a long time. Interesting. He's at, he's at the wall. Did you find yourself with a lot of free time, a lot of extra time, <laughs> just didn't know what to do with? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, no, I did not. Uh, no, it wasn't even that other things took up my time that I couldn't play it. Um, I, I hit the Coliseum of Fools, and I'm on the third trial, and I basically bashed my head and my balls against that wall for so long. <laughs> That I just I don't know what to do anymore, and so Amanda she don't she don't worry about bashing your balls against the wall. <laughs> <laughs> well, you see, they turn blue. And you cry a lot and vampiric, and then somebody shoots them out of you. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Oh God! Yeah, yeah, you like that. <laughs> so you knew what I was saying. He does not. Yeah, any you'll good. get you there. You will. You'll know. You'll know. Anyway, and uh, <laughs> so I beat I was beat my head against that, and I literally got angry. I was in I was inches away from throwing my my one hundred dollar. Pro controller, Nintendo Pro controller, and I'm like, no, 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 no I can't throw Don't this. Do Don't, Don't do, do it. it. Can't Bad throw idea. this. That's way too expensive. Bad idea. You're not a child anymore. There's cost repercussions. To <laughs> yeah, I, I, exactly. I'm like, no, no, not gonna happen. So I'm like, okay, Adam, you gotta put down the fucking controller. You gotta stop. And I was, I was ready to call it quit. I'm like, I'm done. I'm yeah. done doing this. I can't bash my head against this. And the man just like, 
Adam, when I come back, because she, she, she was gone for a while for her work, when I come back, I'll sit down on the couch with you. I'll make sure you get your food. I'll get you your drink. I'll get you some alcohol. <laughs> and we're going to bash through this. I, I know you need to do this. You need to do this for you. Wow. <laughs> so she's being Good very supportive. You, that is a very supportive way. She, she's <laughs> very supportive. Good for you. So, so that's what we're going to do uh, probably this coming week is yeah, yeah. one of the days after work or on oh. the weekend. I'm going to bash through that with her. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. Uh, so that that's the plan. That's why I haven't touched that in a while. But as you know, I've been doing Beat Saber because they came out with a new update. Yep. Uh, so now they have a campaign. Yeah, for those who don't know, apparently Adam is the Broly of Beat Saber. So anyone who's trying to set a high score in any round will um, be able to set a high score, and Adam powers I, up no, I and say, is able no, to beat that score I, I would say Adam, Adam, inexplicably. Adam's more akin to Goku when it comes to that. But he powers because, up because above he, whatever power yeah, but level. Somebody, but you somebody, guys are more like Vegeta and Goku. He's like Broly. Well, no, because the, the idea is like it's more like... Like we're Vegeta, he's Goku because we're always just a little bit behind him, okay. and we're always right. we're always matching, we're trading blows. Broly is more like if I don't attribute Broly Brute to force. anybody, I would say it's like Chris. Yeah, because Chris comes in out of fucking nowhere, yeah. never playing the game, and goes, "All right, hard mode, all right." Now he, and then he started playing expert. By the time we kicked him off of it, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, it, he, like w- within his first play session, he got better than me. Not now, I, I when I yeah. b- earlier. He got better than me at the time, and mm. it was it was my like fifth play session. It was his yeah. first. I'm like, oh, okay, this guy can't keep playing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like he he is like when it comes to rhythm games, mm. for some reason, like that's where he shines. Like, okay, really well. Like he's he's good at most games, but like rhythm games, for some reason, he's always just been yeah. naturally yeah. good at. Yeah, I gotta work at rhythm games. I'm not. They're not fun, like, it, but that's the thing though, and that's that's the biggest thing with when it comes to Beat Saber, uh, especially especially with Beat Saber. It's not like Guitar Hero and stuff like that, but like as you get into it, that's when you start doing better. Yeah, as as soon as you stop caring that you look like an idiot flailing your arms, mm-hmm. yes, and yes, you, you just do. get in, and then you just get into the song. Honestly, it's a completely different experience. Yeah, it's really good. So that I've uh, been doing that to make sure I always have the higher scores. And then um, I think the other thing I, I binged was Love, Death, and Robots. Awesome. A fucking amazing. We're not going to talk too much about it because you haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I've only seen the one. And I've, and I've got I a do, few I do to want to know kind of the ins and outs and what you loved about it. So, okay. Without talking about the Historically, so the, the way this show came into being, just to give an idea, Tim Miller, whose first major movie directing and writing credit was Deadpool. That was his first length movie interesting thing okay he was working with a guy named david fincher i know david fincher yep. very very yeah legendary director yep, yep yep he was working with david fincher to do a reboot of uh heavy metal okay it sounds like that kind of fell through yeah and so this is sort of obviously like video games and like movies. They don't yeah. want to get rid of the work and but like conceptually, a lot of the a lot of the vignettes in this are what he might have used in a heavy metal. Reboot. I don't know about that, um, but maybe, but maybe like the the developers can, that he worked you with. You can stuff see like that. you can see where from early on in the production that they may have had an aim for heavy metal, but ultimately they went in their own direction. So yeah. like you can see the influences of it, like and like the desire to have done a heavy metal officially, right? But ultimately, they couldn't, so they did their own thing. Okay. Uh, but you you can tell that th- this, like, knowing that, uh, like, having seen some of the episodes and knowing that they wanted to originally do heavy metal, you can see the co- the correlation. Yeah. But it, it yeah. is its own thing. Very yeah, much. Its to own. give people an idea, it's it's definitely a sci-fi ish series from what I've seen. Everything I've seen yeah. of it is very sci-fi. I think that's the one thing that ties them all together. Some level of sci-fi. Well, yeah, that's kind of, it's like a. 
And, and, and it's not like a broken record because I've been saying it all, all the fucking time. It's, it's similar to Black Mirror in a sense, like not yeah, like little like, shorter episodes of Black Mirror. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's it's an anthology. Sure, yes, Animatrix, Black Mirror, Heavy Metal. It's what you get if you combine those. Yeah, three. yeah, yeah. These, yeah, these yeah. are shorter vignettes. It seems like they range anywhere from like eleven to like thirty minutes or something like that. Is that? I seem think right? the, the longest isn't even twenty. Yeah. Right? They're, okay. like, they're not like, that long. Okay. They're in like a fifteen minute. But there's bracket. like eighteen episodes. Yeah. So if anybody yeah. has watched uh, like Dust online, so it's like a sort of a horror sci fi yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they make they make little vignettes and little little upstart movies. Oh. So it's a li- it's a little bit like Dust. Yeah. So is is what I kind of got from it, which is cool because I like Dust and I like everything they do. But yeah, um, yeah I've definitely. never heard of that. And, but. and what was it? Uh, Oats, I think was the other thing. Maybe yeah. They did, yeah, yeah. They did uh, Raka and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And they so, were on Steam for a while. Well, too. Dust is becoming a bigger thing because they just did. Um, they just did a 45-minute like uh, short film, and I think Pedro Pascal is actually playing the lead Ooh. role in it. So they are starting to get some some bigger names involved in yeah. their productions, too. But they do kind of uh, almost like... Um, what's the, what's the main Ty, Something Tyrell. Oh, yeah, he was Oberyn. Oberyn. You know, Oberyn Martell. O- Oberyn yeah, Martell. Yeah, 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 from Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah and um, uh, though I'm interested to know if he did that pointedly for any particular reason, because that's... Not uncommon for bigger name actors or climbing fame actors to do roles in lower, like kind of like corner of the room yeah. stuff, so that they can show that they're not they do, so they don't get typecast as something. Right. The idea is like they're like, hey, I'm gonna put this in my portfolio. I'm not gonna make a lot of money off it, but I'll be able to show yeah. these other companies that are making these bigger movies. Like, yeah. Hey, I can do this role. Yeah. And now they have a way to like show that. So. Yeah. So be aware the the episodes in Love, Death, and Robot. You don't know what you're getting into. Seriously. Every yeah, no. episode is drastically different. Not necessarily from the last, but from each Thematically, other. Thematically, they're group. all very, very different. Well, there's some that's... And he hasn't seen the one that I've seen, which I, I, I forget the name of it, but I call it uh, the Hitler app. Um, yeah, you'll know it. As soon as you see the episode, you'll know it. Okay, cool. Yeah. That and the yogurt I mean, one. Not cool. Hitler's not cool. But <laughs> yeah, just the yogurt, the yogurt one was like is very reminiscent of like it's all uh, what's it cloudy uh, cloudy with a chance of meatballs. Yeah, like that kinda. kind of feel. Yeah. Uh, so they like they yeah. range from dark, gritty, holy shit, this is scary. Like the Beyond the uh, yeah. Aquila Rift one. Yeah, yeah that one that was one, fucking Which is dark awesome. and kind of what's going on dude, here. so amped up to watch the rest of the horror. Dude, the Aquila Rift one. Uh, it was a great one. Was, it, was, it was so good. Like As a huge sci-fi nerd, yeah. watching that episode specifically. Man, I can't wait to was see like, this. It's cool. It was just like it's something like you always know that that's always a possibility somewhere in the universe. Like you know, like, I felt very Mass Effecty, and it, it re- kind of reminded me. It got me inspired to want to try and do Starfinder again and Pathfinder. I would. Be oh, on dude, board I would love to do Starfinder again. Yeah. That was cool. It kind of because it, 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 to me that's the yeah. way I view a lot of the stuff in Starfinder. A little bit more gritty, a little bit more. Um, yeah, but it gave me the Mass Effect feels. Yeah, yeah. which I really I love. Like Mass lived Effect. in. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So anyway, it's great. You don't know what you're getting yourself into for each episode, and there's a benefit and a loss there, which is, you know, if you're just in it, just hey, fucking, let's go on this roller coaster ride. It's the best thing ever. Yeah, as long yeah. as you Hell accept. Yeah, man. I didn't know I wanted it. I didn't even know it existed. But when it popped up on Netflix, I went, oh, yeah, sure, why not? Yeah. Holy shit, <laughs> that's the best kind of experience, man. It, I love it, that. It's yeah. fantastic, unless you have a fear of dicks. Okay. Yeah, yeah. If or, specifically, or, or, vampire dicks. Or no, no, not specifically, <laughs> specifically vampire dicks. There's other dicks that that get mangled. So uh, well, do you have okay. Yogurt? Stop. Think about the junkyard episode. 
No. Yeah, got it. Okay, let's Nailed not it. let's not dive in any deeper. No, 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 episode, we're not going to. Yeah. All, all I'm saying though is that there, there's a lot of no. Like that's the thing is they don't shy away. Mangled from, vampire dicks is what I'm getting here. They don't so shy. <laughs> yeah, they don't shy away You'll know from. When you see it. Okay. They don't shy away from frontal nudity in this at all. Okay. There's no censorship, uh, which I actually I, I like. I was telling Adam like as a, an adult watching like content that's mm. always censored so that it's not for adults. Yeah. Right. Anymore, it really isn't. It's for everybody. Having something that's made for adults where they don't shy away from it, or but they don't even make a big deal of it either. Like, they don't care. Well, because well, because sexuality doesn't have to be. It they kind of make a big deal. It doesn't. Out of it it doesn't well, always have to be flat. You haven't though. seen. I think it's the third episode. That one episode. That you, right. Well, there's one episode you haven't seen early on that flaunt the fuck out of you're it. Right, yeah, I did miss one episode. I think it was the Was that the one. one David Fincher directed? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. It's actually uh, the, it's the one I liked the least out of all of them. Yeah, no, but but the thing is like, okay, fine. Maybe that episode, but on on the whole, they don't make a huge deal of it. They no. they'll, they'll use they, but they will use sexuality for a punchline and they do that phenomenally oh, yeah, yeah. in some episodes. Like yeah. The cat thing, that's all I got to say. <laughs> You'll know when you okay. see the cat thing. Um He's a flirkin. <laughs> oh god. No. <laughs> but uh <laughs> Ultimately, what it comes down to is like as a series, it's 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 um it's so much. It has the potential to be so much. I'm yeah. so excited. I, I, I heard that they're they're already in talks for a second season. So. Oh, of course, Netflix can see the numbers. They're not <laughs> idiots. <laughs> I'm curious though if like they could take any of these ideas and sort of draw them out and make them. Like, well, yeah, longer. like the, uh, the, that's what, seems, seems like seems like a proven ground. Almost all of them, to be honest, yeah, I almost. honestly think could stand up. Almost all. Interesting. Of them. So I wonder yeah. how many um, ideas they started with then. Uh, probably quite a few, but the, yeah. the the one thing that uh that's good to keep in mind is think back to like the old Alfred Hitchcock things. Like some of his stuff was made into movies. Like there there True. are yeah, there yeah, is yeah. there is a precedent for anthologies becoming full features or full right. shows. Right. There's a precedent for it. Now whether or not that'll happen, we'll see. But there's some stuff on there that I'm like, damn, this could be a show. Yeah. And I'm like, and, and you, know I'd be fine if they did the whole like recent uh anime thing where it's like we do 24 episodes and that's it move the fuck on yeah mm-hmm. like i'd be fine they with that but they, <laughs> yeah but they could do that though yeah and i think it would be met with a lot of success so there's something else that it's not something that i'm watching or anything like that but it's something that caught my attention with regards to this i didn't even know it was a thing or at least i forgot about it they recently got back in the news because blizzard or someone took out a copyright um, not patent, but like uh, the rights over uh, intellectual property mm-hmm. for a Diablo series, TV. TV series. Yes, and the idea animated in last in the last time they heard about this, there was in talks of a Diablo Netflix animated series, which would have been awesome. Kind of like the cast in the in vein of like the Castlevania stuff. It was good. Well, they they've pr- proven conceptually with the YouTube videos that they put out, like the yeah. little explanations that they could do it. Yeah. So is that part of what that was then? Correct. That was like yeah. a, sh- a, sh- a proof of concept. Thing. Maybe. And so, but it kind of like went silent. No one had heard about it for hmm. a long ass time. So did it get haloed? Yeah, that's, wait, that's what they did with Halo, right? They chopped up all the stuff they had and they used it for commercials. Sure, and that's what people were expecting. <laughs> yeah. And then recently this came out where, uh, you know, an intellectual property thing was registered and everyone kind of went, shit, this is still a thing. This might actually happen. Oh. So it's actually looking really interesting. Nice. I'm waiting to see that because I love well, the Diablo universe. Cool. You know, I'm, I'm happy to hear that because like a lot of animated stuff gets a lot of flack because people don't give it a chance. And it's recently, and especially with Love, Death, and Robots now, I think people start to really see it. It's like you can do stuff in a cartoon medium or an animated medium that's like badass as fuck. Yeah. And like Into the Spider-Verse probably plays a huge role in that too. Because you got to think about like all these animated ones that go beyond. Right, so and like uh, animated isn't just for kids anymore. 
I, I don't think that was ever really the case, but I think that was always the assumption. But like, think of like old heavy metal. Yeah. Like well, that, I mean, that was be, animated looking at in, Into the Spider Verse was more of a more, was more like a Hollywood budget production, though. So it's a, it yeah. a bigger risk. So I think as they see them taking larger and larger risks on projects like that, and they pay off, then yeah, it kind of opens the door for mm-hmm. more cool stuff to come out. Well, like Diablo. It's, it's not even that. Yeah. I think it's like uh, the biggest thing. I think is the biggest uh, thing to overcome has always been that the majority of the market of like people who go and consume this stuff, consumer market, has been very anti animation. Yeah, that, or animations for kids. That's why mm. Pixar and stuff like that only put out kid stuff because hmm. and the shorts that they do are actually more adult like if you watch their shorts yeah, yeah, like they, yeah. they touch on some That's heavy true. shit yeah That's true. um like loss and stuff like that and they do it in a very capturing way but like no there hasn't really been a full length good adult movie that's animated yeah i can't true. think of one well heavy metal <laughs> yeah heavy metal that's it <laughs> Like, I'm just think, saying, you asked like for the, none. Like, I still gave you one. You could argue the... I'm being anim- pedantic, could, I admit. Yeah, you could argue the Animatrix because that was put out in the feature format. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but it ultimately anthology. But like, yeah. I mean, like, and it, had, of, it had sexual content to it. It was adult. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was It was 100% adult. But it wasn't yeah. It wasn't to the level that this is. But I think, no. that's, just, I think that's also just the passage of time. Correct. Um, but I always get the, the feeling when I was watching uh, Love, Death, and Robots, and will continue when, as I watch it more, uh, that... Uh, a lot of this, I think, is also artist frustration. Because if you censor artists long enough, they're like, fuck you, we're going to do it anyway. Just yeah, yeah. Because. Yeah. They're and gonna make I, this I shit, that, not going to make it more intense than yeah, I ever would have but, but I think it's I think it's paying off in a good way for them. That's extremely cool. By doing it. It's yeah, a great series. Cool. And you'll see it as you watch the series. Yeah, yeah. It is mature, so be aware that you know if you're underage, it might be a bit too intense. Mm, it yeah. is marked as mature in, mm. in Netflix. It's one of their first mature Which, things. Thank God for yeah. Netflix finally doing that. And you know who well, Steam's been doing it too, right? Mature stuff. I yeah. mean, I think that's more of a money thing with Steam. But yeah. Oh, sure. But with Netflix, though, I actually I actually stand behind I that. Think they, 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 I think they looked at their demographic graphics and said yeah. we have a lot of adults here let's do something for them yeah and i think that, that that's the smart move they realize they have a lot of adults watching the castlevania series i think is part of what it was yeah. i you know what i would not be surprised i would not be surprised castlevania was kind of mature and it was brutal um, i think it was, it was. And, and it was definitely it was marketed to a, I, I would guess accounts that watch a lot of adult theme fantasy yeah. material it was yeah. violent yeah. and well there's a lot swore. of a, a lot of allusions to to adult themes yeah um and i think that like i said i think we're going to see more of it i think it's going to start becoming more prevalent to the point that we become desensitized to it ultimately i won't i won't say no oh, oh no i I'm, won't I'm, a gift unicorn in the i am 100 percent behind this plus most people under the age of 25 don't know what the fuck a castlevania is so <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah the <laughs> fact that you said a castlevania tells me you don't know what a castlevania is <laughs> um, a castlevania a uh, metroidvania you, uh, <laughs> dude you should just look it up on the google yeah, just go, just Google it on the Google. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. So, so and then, uh, yeah, what else have you been playing? Fuck. Okay. So yeah, I built this up totally, and now I'm like flat facing it. Uh, a couple <laughs> things. No, that was a good bit on no. Love at the Road. That's cool. Uh, yeah, cool. yeah. The uh, first off, actually, there's a news thing I, I wanted to mention that uh, is relevant, and mm. Mm. I totally forgot to mention during the news segment. No, fine. Beat Saber sold over a million copies. Oh, wow. That's actually a VR game. A VR game has sold over a million copies. That's amazing. That is amazing. That That is really good. That's actually big news. I'm happy. That's big news. Because I like them. Oh, yeah. And then then that's only only a portion of the VR base that's out there. So that's a huge VR base. In fairness, 
I think the majority of people who own VR have Beat Saber. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> I don't know of anyone who doesn't have Beat Saber who has <laughs> VR. Because you would beat them with a fucking saber until yeah, they got yeah. it. <laughs> You're like, where the you have a VR from. and you don't have what's arguably the best game on VR right now. <laughs> yeah. And it, I'm not saying it's the best game overall, obviously, it's subjective. But I mean, like at the same time, you got to look at what it is. Unless the best you, game unless overall you, unless you, unless you hate rhythm games, it's the best game in VR. It's just fun. It just is. That's the thing, right? It's just, it's fun. It's a game. You enjoy it. There's no, and, and don't get me wrong, I love plot. You guys fucking know that. I'm a huge old school Bioware fan. But like the one thing I do like about Beat Saber, and I think Osher is actually the first one to say it. And I was like, yeah, you're right. Um, it's nice because you're not thinking about plot or story or anything like that. It's pure fun. Yeah. All it is. You're yep. just enjoying the moment, the song, moving, stuff like that. It's just, it's fun. Yeah. It's yeah. uh it's uh like being at a dance club without being at a dance club. Yeah. That's how I see it. But if you <laughs> did take lightsabers to a dance club, that's what it would be like. What a bloody fucking mess that would be, huh? Nah, you'd just be really high in the rain. Uh, <laughs> you clearly never seen Star Wars. Clearly the cuts from the lightsabers cauterize the wounds so there's no blood. Uh, it works the same with the glow in sticks. In Star Wars episode four when he cuts off Ponda Baba's arm, there is blood. Actually there's the there's actually uh there was a whole thing on that. That's Are actually we, fun, uh, tangent really quick, and then I'm going to go back. Uh, originally, lightsabers were, uh, the idea was like, yes, they um, could feasibly cauterize a wound, but the thing is that they pass through something so fast, they don't have the time to actually uh, issue sense. cauterization. It's like so that the makes idea, sense or something. Yeah, I know, right? So originally, <laughs> it was done that way, and they're like, yeah, it makes sense. And then I think uh, George Lucas wanted to make it more family-friendly, friendly, so he's like, let's get rid of the blood by cauterizing the wounds. That makes sense. But, I mean, it's uh, coming from the same fucking series and then, and, then, where and then they took out lightsabers altogether and just gave them walkie-talkies like in the E.T. thing that Steven Spielberg right, did. I'm throwing this ball at your head now. <laughs> uh, Rob's going to throw his pregnancy ball at you. Watch out. <laughs> Exactly. Why well, we have a pregnancy ball in here? Don't ask. He's trying uh, to break his pregnant. water. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, He's with child. <laughs> anyway, doesn't matter. I'm just gonna go back to the game thing. Uh, so, actually, this is probably better started with a bit of a question. Um, I'm gonna pretty much admit you because I think you already know about this kind of stuff. But have you ever heard of like the endless series of games? The what? The game, like the game series that's known as like the endless games. Endless space. Endless Ed- legend. Yeah. No, that's like. Uh, is that like the heartless? God damn it. Okay, anyway, so. <laughs> what a good series of games. What, what, a, what a plebeian. Yeah, I know. It's, it's a great. so disappointed. They're, they're a great 4X series, man. Not yeah. just 4X. So yeah. tell me tell no, me about I'll, the Endless I'll, I'll series of games. What's so it all about? Uh, endless uh, series is a um, sci-fi-esque. Uh, they have fantasy they and have sci-fi. They have fantasy and sci-fi, yeah. Uh, but ultimately, it's sci-fi if you kind of look at the greater lore of it. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, it doesn't really matter. Um it is a series of games uh, that is designed with the mentality of they let a lot of their um, consumers make decisions in the design process. So, like things like uh, like if it's, imagine you're playing Civ, but let's say four factions in Civ were actually voted on by the community, and they mm. only exist because of that. Okay. Uh, okay, that's like cool. That. That's how the, that's their design philosophy, or at least on the surface. So either they're doing the best masquerade I've ever seen, or that they're legit. <laughs> I'm assuming <laughs> they're legit at this point. Okay. Um, but they've come out uh, with Endless Space was the first one. Mm-hmm. And that one was like a 4X space game. So, you know, you own planets and stuff like that. There's a turn thing, very much like a civilization game. Yeah. Next one, there was actually more uh, akin to a civilization game called Endless Legend. And that one takes place on a planet surface. You build up a city, yada, yada, yada. 
Uh, some of the factions are what you'd expect. Uh, you know, like, oh, hey, we have spears or crossbows, shit like that. Yeah. Then there's other ones that are like colony ships that have landed and you're playing as a... We're an entire race of <laughs> beings made of energy and therefore you don't have to deal with managing food for us. Yeah. You just have to manage energy. The dust. Hmm. In dust. This dust is a huge... Is, a, is the one thing that ties it all together. It's just like... Um, Dusty looking material that looks like golden dust. Hmm. Okay, it's, it's the fucking spice. Okay, let's. let's this is, this yeah. is, it's the spice. This is one of the endless games or all of the endless. All games? of them. All of okay. the endless games. Dust is a huge thing in it. And then there's a then they did number two, but there was another game that was released, not a lot of fanfare. And I'm not sure if you know about it, Adam. Uh, but if you don't, you need to look it up. Uh, it's called Endless Ocean uh, Dungeon of like the from endless. the Wii. No, it's called Dungeon of the Endless. Oh, okay. And the premise of the game that was fr- I know about it. That was from them. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, oh yeah, you got to look is, at. Is it. Is that the one where it's co-op? By the way, is that is that the roguelike where you're on a spaceship? No. Okay, so I'm going to talk. What about what about, what about <laughs> Endless Ocean on the Wii? Was I'm that from the Endless? Throw this fucking ball in a second. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was two of those. Endless Ocean Two as well. Was that? No. no. You take okay. your troll and you get the fuck out from underneath <laughs> this bridge. Yeah. No shit. Right. <laughs> no. Okay. So. Um, no. The uh, uh, Dungeon of the Endless is actually really, really. Uh, it's I would argue it's a pretty unique game. Uh, the way that it works uh, is that there's a prison ship going past the planet. Something happens to cause it to explode. I'm not going to spoil any of the actual lore. Play the fucking game. Um, but what happens is then you... So as uh, this uh, ship gets destroyed, a escape pod is launched. And that's holding your crew of your characters. Okay. So you pick a couple characters and from a roster of characters. Strategy? RPG? I'm getting there. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> My, bad. My bad. So after you pick your characters, which all do different things, of course, as most character selections processes are, uh, you land in this dungeon, and the first room of the dungeon is your down ship. Okay. Uh, inside of your down ship, there is a crystal. This crystal is like a power source, and it, you have to take the crystal from your ship to an elevator to power the elevator to go up a floor because you crashed fifty, or like twelve or fifteen floors down. Hmm. When you crashed into it, it's essentially a labyrinth, like an yeah. old abandoned, endless, relic, like area, yeah. and you're like got into the tomb of horrors. Got it. Yes, crashed into the tomb of horrors. Exactly. Horse. So the first couple levels are like what you expect from like a dungeon, like you know, it's stone surfaces, yada yada yada. But there's an elevator there. You're like, okay, kind of weird. So anyway, you go through, and what the way that this game works is to move the crystal from one room to another. You go through each door, so you kick through the door. Yeah. Every time you kick down a door. Uh, you have to do something known as powering a room, turning on the lights. Okay. And that's done by having a certain amount of dust. But the thing is, you never have enough dust to light every fucking room on a level. Uh. So, and then eventually it gets to the point where you're like, I can't light these rooms anymore. So you start delving in, into more rooms to find more dust to power those rooms. But you're constantly opening more rooms, so you thus don't have enough dust to open. Anyway, it doesn't matter. What it comes down to is... After you get to the point where you're no longer lighting up these rooms, they all have a chance to, and when you kick in a door, spawn enemies. And then it's like a tower defense where you have to run your guys back and help defend these rooms because you're building stuff in these rooms to help supply your, huh. your way I've of going I've never through. heard of a game so like this. So it's a roguelike yeah. tower defense. Kind of. That's crazy. Kind of. Because you do build stuff in the rooms that are like towers that yeah. help you do things. But the heroes are kind of the pivotal point. The fun part, though, is that you have to find the exit, which is the elevator. When you do, what happens is you've either, A, opened all the doors, and you've cleared up the rooms, and that's fine. When you grab the crystal and you go run it to the elevator, first off, your character moves slower, so you're trying to defend them as they're moving because they can't fight or anything. But then creatures start coming out of the unlit rooms. 
Mm. And they constantly coming at you more and more powerful. So you got to like make your run. The final tower defense. Right. So then you hit the elevator and you go up. Cool. As you go up, technology starts to change. The dungeons start to change. And <laughs> as you go through, it becomes harder and harder to keep the whole dungeon floor lit. And it gets to the point that you start looking for that exit to get the fuck off the floor. <laughs> and But when you do, if you haven't opened up all the rooms, as soon as you pick up that crystal, all the rooms open. Nice. And they come flooding the fuck out. Oh, that's cool. So you've got the balance of um, taking too long and opening up all the doors or taking too little amount of time yeah. and, and completely getting fucked but, up. Yeah, but yeah. the thing is, too, you also get resources every time you open a door based off of what you've built in the rooms behind you. Mm -hmm. Okay. Huh. So well, that this, interesting. It's, it's this fun Is that balance. like a top-down? Like, what, what is it's the... A, it's a top-down, okay. yeah, isometric kind of game. Gotcha. Okay. But uh, it actually plays up to four-player co-op. Okay, I'll have to take a look at that. Interesting. It's really fun. What's it called if again? You get it, just, just, just Dungeon of the Endless. Dungeon of the Endless. Dungeon of the Endless. Okay, cool. I've heard of it. I haven't really looked into it. Just so I can tag it. Okay, cool. It's fun. It's co-op, like I said, so let me know if you play it. I like co-op. Yeah, it's good. Cool. Excellent. Uh, yeah, so like, it, fun, fun, fun game. Yeah. Definitely pick it up. Oh, and they also have the whole cast from Team Fortress 2 for some reason in there. Interesting. Uh, they're actually fun characters. Huh. I think, yeah, the, when they released them, at that point, it was like, whatever. Gimmicky funny yeah. stuff. And, uh, but the what a cool Valve tie-in, though. Yeah, yeah. They have they have a bunch of other characters that are like you're either they're guards from the ship or they're prisoners or yeah, they're yeah. like some kind of staff. Yeah. Like there's a like whole logistics team that's on there for some reason. Nice. But they all have skills that correlate to what they did on the ship. I'll have to so. take a look at that. Cool. Yeah. Excellent. I think there was something else I've been playing. So I don't know what the fuck it was. So that's it was all a thing. The pertinent it was a game. <laughs> Probably. Clearly not important. <laughs> oh, uh, I'm playing some more Wargroove shit like that. No. Oh yeah. yeah. Good All game. about Wargroove on this show, man. It's got a lot of shout-outs in the it last has. few episodes. So yeah, man. Cool. So then, yeah, we'll get into the uh, main topic. We will talk up some Umbrella Academy Season 1. So the, the extra features kind of stuff. Uh, so we, <laughs> Amanda, in the middle of the episode, Amanda ran her first uh, Pathfinder session as a DM. Uh, oh, when? Like recently? Saturday. Oh, the yeah, Saturday that's just awesome! Yeah. Congratulations, Amanda. Yeah, it was, awesome. she was great. It was yeah, really it was a lot good. of fun. No, it was actually uh, you wouldn't know that it was her first time. No. running something at all. No, you would she, you would not? She know. did a great job. Uh, one of the best first-time first DMs I've ever seen. Wow. That's fantastic. I, I if would not say, great I would news. say the best. Yeah. Great news. Out of all the people who I've seen first-time DM. First, definitely. Uh, yeah. She's... Very cool. Very cool. So anyway, uh, so we were doing that, and <laughs> long story short, is Paul made a character a long time ago that ended up sort of not dying and leaving, but leaving the group because she died a little too many times. They kept resing her, but she's like, I'm fucking done with this adventuring thing. The character was like, <laughs> Paul basically said, clearly this character is not long for this world, so I'm going to go make a new character that will actually fucking survive. Right. So he role-played the character, you know, was like, I'm fucking done with this. Or not, I'm, I'm done with this, but I'm not done with adventure. I'm going to go do something else. Just not this just particular not adventure because it's very fucking... I, I just want to be with you guys. <laughs> that was the case no it was so no. much it was more the the content of what we were pursuing was too dangerous maybe so anyway and uh, so maybe. that character left it was a little like teenage girl 
and he came by and he came with another character. So we did, we were doing a one-off. We kind of set up a one-off and he wanted to go back and play that character at a higher level because it used a cool mechanic. Sure. So he brought her back just for this one adventure. And the way he reintroduced the character to us was a talking rainbow unicorn showed up. It was like, hey, y'all, how you doing? <laughs> and we're like, what the fuck is this rainbow unicorn? And then it turns out that the character shows up and she's got rainbow hair now, the the character that he had brought in. So now there's this rainbow unicorn and rainbow hero. We know this hero. Bree is the character. Yeah. Brianna. And uh, so we're like, oh, it's you. And and, and the unicorn's kind of got like a sassy black woman kind of thing. Oh, my God. <laughs> this guy's God. a middle-aged white dude. And the, <laughs> the unicorn's yeah. like a, I ain't doing that. No. <laughs> like, uh-uh-uh. <laughs> It's impressive. It's impressive. So, yeah. the, but the way he set this whole thing up, and this is this is the way Paul is. This is he always takes something and goes um, uh, in like takes it into the the next mile. That's what makes yeah. it fun. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So throughout the entire before we were actually starting the session, while we we're just sort of doing our sit down and chat and kind of you know catch up with everyone mm-hmm. part, he was sitting there drinking out of like a unicorn mug. It was like literally a full unicorn head sticking out of the mug. Yeah, like, like a hilarious. 3D like, unicorn that's head. Like ceramic fucking unicorn. <laughs> yeah. And then they glued it to a goddamn mug, it felt like. That's hilarious. Yeah. So he's drinking out of that, and everyone's like, that's everyone's, That's really strange for you, Paul. But we're not going to question no, Paul. Yeah. I'm not going to question it because he always does weird shit sometimes. Like, not, It's not like in your face weird, just like subtle shit. Yeah. So <laughs> we didn't really think about it. And then he brought forward like a, a tape, uh, like a roll, you know, those like scotch tape kind of things where the, the roll sits inside and has the, the, the sharp. The dispenser thing. The yeah, dispenser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got one of those, but it's also a unicorn. And we're like, what the fuck is going on <laughs> There's here? There's a theme here. Yeah. And then, so he finally introduces the character and then he flips over his character sheet and the background on his character sheet is a rainbow. <laughs> so oh the level God. of prep is <laughs> And then he bought... Rainbow dice specifically oh for this, yes. like multicolored rainbow. Dice. So he went all out just for this one-off. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. So we had this kind of whole thing, and, and the characters are always strange in D anD. d You're 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 always a weird put together group that just yeah well, doesn't always make you're sense. You're doing you're doing above normal fucking yeah. shit. So so we we're in a we at one point we were in a city, and we had to sort of catch a character up. Uh, Osher came in late. Yeah. And we had to catch him up on what had happened already. Yeah. And he wasn't there for the unicorn introduction. He wasn't there for the entire, like, how did this happen? So suddenly his character shows up and there's a talking unicorn. Bree is back with rainbow hair. And we're on the ethereal plane. The last thing he knew, we were on the material plane. Parting with ogres or giants. <laughs> Parting with know. ogres or giants. <laughs> and so Rob's character and Osher's character is just... Well, what's what's going on? I, I need to know what's going on. And Rob's character goes, "No, no, it's okay. The unicorn explains everything." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the the thing was like, it's like it's already so fucking weird. It, at this nothing point. you couldn't possibly explain this away. <laughs> I just see my character had dead fucking eyes. Like, just don't even question so it. <laughs> he was he was a unicorn first, and then he shape shifted into no, 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 no. It's a mount. It's a mount. Yeah, oh, it's bound to his character. That's and they, amazing. And they have that's spell-like amazing. abilities where they have to touch each other with unicorn. With their, so she, because the way she manifests this unicorn, she gains a, uh, what do they call the, is it just the unicorn horn. The unicorn horn. She gains a unicorn horn. So she is a unicorn, and she, the main character, has a unicorn horn. And they touch unicorn horns to give each other 10 hit points. It's <laughs> so <laughs> fucking ridiculous. That's yeah. amazing. 
That's amazing. So our new line now is that, no, the unicorn explains it all. That's amazing. <laughs> but it's just man. unexplainable. So, well, that's a great segue into Umbrella Academy. <laughs> Not that there's any unicorns to really speak of, no. but yeah, yeah, it's maybe it's maybe as far out there. So it's yeah. uh, definitely was a different series. We mentioned it before. Uh, we'd been kind of watching through it uh, a couple episodes, so we were kind of talking about it before. However, we have officially finished it, so we can kind of talk now about you know kind of final thoughts. You know, have a conversation about how good it was compared to the other series that are out there. Because this is, I mean, it's definitely in the vein of a superhero type series, right? People have powers, sort of going through a storyline. I don't know where you want me to start on this because the answer is it takes what Titan, this is what Titan tried to do. To me, Umbrella Academy is what Titans tried to do and failed miserably at. Hmm. Not Umbrella Academy failing. No, 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 no. Titans Titans failed failed at trying. I mean, not that Titans went, oh, we like that, because obviously one came out before the mm. other. We like that. We want to do that. It's just they, that they were clearly aiming for the same sp- entertainment space yeah. and audience. Yeah. And one clearly failed, and one clearly didn't. Yeah. Well, one was done by DC Comics, and the <laughs> other one was done by not DC Comics. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, Umbrella Academy, for those who don't know, also is a comic series. It's a Dark Horse. Dark Horse Dark Comics Horse, yeah. by uh, uh, Gerard Way and... Uh, I forget his name. He's the guy... Yeah, Gerard Way is the, the guy from uh, Michael McCall Romance. Yeah. Uh, the lead singer. And the other guy... Something Ba. Oh, my God. I can never remember Bahamut? this guy's name. No, it's something... No. Uh, <laughs> I, I have it I right feel here. bad because this guy is... No, it's, it's fine. It's uh, We're good. It's Gerard Way and Gabriel Ba. Gabriel Ba. Yeah. Oh. So, um, there that's we go. a name. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, you were going somewhere with that. No, the, my point is, is um, <laughs> in, in the scale of the you know kind of slightly adultish, teenish drama hero angst series, mm-hmm. Umbrella Academy kicked ass. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It did a very good I job. Agree. Not once did I feel it. The characters had weird angst amongst each other, but I they always felt family. it was justified. Well, they were a family. Yeah, they were a family, that and they were dysfunctional as fuck growing up. So, and I get it. Titans did it, but it, it felt less. I, I, I guess like the way I can put it is a lot of the Teen Titans. If you know those uh, those those teenager angst movies where it's like, yeah. oh, if you were to just tell them that you love them and that you didn't piss in their coffee you two would still be a couple. But the guy just can't seem to grow the balls and say, I didn't piss in your coffee. <laughs> this wasn't like that. Yes, the, I watch those movies all the time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, the, 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 the mundane, the, like, if you just the told... Flash the Flash is the worst for it. Yeah. Like, the, tell the fucking truth, guys. Just tell the fucking truth and none of this happens. Ex- exactly. <laughs> just be fucking adults. Yeah. Where the, is the Umbrella Academy, I feel like the problems that they have aren't that they're not truthful to each other. It's a difference of opinion. Yeah. A difference of view. Yes. And they are being truthful with each other. Yeah. They just they don't <laughs> the, like each other's truth. Yeah, yeah. No, that, that, that's a that's a great way to put it. Yeah, yeah. that's a really good way to put it. Yeah. Like especially with like uh, Allison and Vanya. Yeah, like the, them especially. It's like they're sisters. They clearly want to be like sisters, sisters. But there's always that been that rift between them where Vanya's not. You know, she's in been the, excluded from she, the family. Yeah, she's been yeah. essentially yeah. Ex- ejected. Where Allison's like a fucking superstar. Star. Yeah, like. Like, big deal. Yeah, yeah so absolutely. Vanya is played by, and, and spoiler warning here before we get into it, we'll just go ahead and get that out of the way now. Uh, so the the character Vanya is actually played by uh, Ellen Page, so yeah. obviously big actress, very popular. She's probably the biggest name in the show. Definitely. Yeah, um, yeah. 
I don't know of any of the other. I didn't know any of the other actors. The guy who plays Luther's uh, been yeah, Tom, Tom Hopper. Yeah, yeah, we mentioned really him. Good, yeah, yeah. So. but I mean, like, because Ellen Page just kind of faded over the last few few. Well, her ba- ba- years. biggest last thing yeah. was Inception. To my yeah, yeah, she was she was in Inception. Yeah, yep. yeah, that's that probably her biggest her biggest budget thing. She's ever memory, done. Yeah. So anyway, so she's playing Vanya. Her powers aren't revealed right away, so you kind of figure something's coming, and they kind of allude to it early on. But they yeah. definitely they definitely keep that card. Uh, in the pocket for a little while. They don't quite play it right away. So you kind of get acclimated with the other characters earlier on. So you mentioned the other sister. She's played by someone named uh, Emmy Raver Lampman, who I have never seen anything yeah, else before. Play, but plays number three. Yeah, she played number three, so she's very good. And then all the, all of the main characters in the show are basically adopted brothers and sisters who are adopted yeah. by uh, their father, who's an eccentric Hargreaves. Ru- ex- yeah, yeah. Eccentric, uh, ru- I think, Russian billionaire. To be fair, an eccentric... Yeah. Alien billionaire. Okay. Was he an alien? He, he's an alien. What? Yeah. Was that revealed in the show? No. Um. It was alluded to in the show. It's alluded to. It was, so there's. It, a scene, I think it's going to be a season two review. Yeah. There's a scene in in season one. I don't remember exactly what episode. It's later on. Yeah. yeah. That is, a, by the way, a big spoiler. So hey, welcome to the spoilers. <laughs> welcome to the spoilers. Whatever. It actually may have been cut from the series, but I don't think it has been. I think it's a season two thing. Oh, maybe I don't know, but they, they they allude to it because there's a scene where they're explaining it's it's Hargreaves's uh, origin story and him yeah. coming to America, right? And um, what happens is it shows a scene with his wife dying, and he goes outside. There's like a moment where he leaves his house. I saw that there's rockets taking off, and there's like and rockets taking what? off and shit like that, and it's like a kind of a weird landscape. Yeah, it's an alien planet, motherfucker. Yeah, I gotta go back and watch. No, that I was trying to think like, was this like. Was there a war that took place no, that we no. didn't know okay, about or something? We know in the comics he is he is an alien. Okay. Actually, that to- is no. Yeah, I totally forgot about that, by the way. Like, as far as, like, no, that scene. I knew, I, I, knew, I, I knew didn't read well, the comics. Because it was an no, no. intro scene to one of the later no, 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 episodes. No, no, no. I, knew, I knew about him being an alien, but, like, the, the that scene in the first season, I oh. totally missed that. Yeah. So what happens is he shows up on Earth in, in his own time in, what, the 1920s? Something like that. I guess, yeah. And, 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 and then so he becomes, I don't know, like a entrepreneur or hermit or both or something i'm not really sure but anyway he somehow finds out that on october 1st 1989 there's uh 43 kids around the world who are going to be born and they all are special they have powers uh they can all achieve different things and for whatever reason he's able to track these kids down they never really get into that in season one how he's able to track these kids down he just does is my understanding now what's interesting i think what they're going to do in season (laughs) two is if you know so at the end of season one um they go back in time the whole group. Yeah. Yes. And that makes sense because the comics, if you've read the comics, mostly take place. There's a large portion of the comic, I should say, that takes place with them as kids. There's a large arc. Oh, there's a okay. Large arc. Yeah, okay. there's a large arc. Uh, and and one of their my, one of my favorite villains of all comic book history is in that arc. It's really I forget the, I forget the name of him now. Oh fuck. Uh it's the the guy he literally takes over the Eiffel Tower. Interesting. Yeah. Like it becomes sentient. Well, he becomes a robot, like a mech. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. <laughs> like a fucking mech. Cool. Yeah. Well, he takes like the symbol of peace and turns it into a symbol of war. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the idea. Yeah, what what I liked about this was kind of how weird it was. Like There was a lot of really oh, just high strangeness. Well, yeah. Well, in, in the comics, they fight the Eiffel Tower, a guy yeah. who takes energy and turns into the human energy and turns into the Eiffel Tower. Yeah. And they also fought the, sta- uh, the Lincoln Memorial. 
That's yes. awesome. <laughs> yes, the Lincoln, the Lincoln Memorial. That was actually fun. That's awesome. That That's was awesome. fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, if you actually look at the characters too in the comics and how they're portrayed in the comics is obviously very different from how they're uh, portrayed in the show. The, tro- the, the show, they tone it down a bit to make it more realistic. Like yeah. Luther, Luther's like almost two stories fucking tall. Yeah. And like, yeah, a, he's, he's like a fucking he's machine, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, in the show, they do a great job of depicting him, though. Scaling, uh, scaling him down somewhere. I wish they showed his... Because he, he has more strength than they he depict does. in the show. Yes. Yeah, they really... Um, it seemed like they really held back on him. I mean, not yeah. that he had a lot of chances to kind of display his amount of strength, except for in the fight when they were at the Umbrella Academy with Hazel and Cha-Cha. Yeah, but, yeah. But, uh, yeah, that, that was the, I, kind I of I think they downplayed fights. his strength a little I, too much. I think they yeah. downplayed everyone except for three characters, which are Vanya, uh, number five. Which one was number five? Uh, the, the kid that can teleport in time. T- time travel. Okay. Yep. Um. And uh. And Klaus. Near the end, they revealed how powerful he can actually be. Yeah. That was yeah. cool. What a great reveal, dude. And dude, they saved it for the very. Like, the, very Klaus end. is probably the most compelling character in oh, the show. Oh, for sure. I would argue. Do you guys, for sure. I don't know if you remember from the comics how what Klaus actually what did what he did in the comics instead of in the movies. In, in the show, there there's a difference. I don't I don't remember. I kind of preferred what they did in the comics. Kind. Of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, so what he did in the comics was. Uh, obviously, the whole story was that he couldn't. Um, he was having a hard time uh, manifesting his dad. Um, yeah, the mm-hmm. mustacher, no monocle. Yeah, that yeah. was his name. Yeah, the monocle, and he was having a hard time uh, manifesting him. So what he did, and he would originally what he would do is he would take on the character of whoever he's manifesting. So yes, that he like if a right. character wanted to manifest, they would manifest through him, so that character could talk to other people. Oh. It, was more, it was more like a possession, more of like a possession. Okay, I mean okay. he could still talk to them the way he did in the show, but he could also be possessed. He yeah, could yeah. Let them possess him. Oh yeah. So that they could talk directly oh, to other people. Oh, that's interesting. And so what he did was he dressed up like uh, like his dad, like Hargreaves, yeah. and berated, because Va- Vanya's doing the whole um, the, the Dirge of Doom yeah, yeah. song or whatever. Yeah. And in order to distract her enough to so that the rest of the party could get on, the, get yeah. on her, um, he dressed up like uh, Hargreaves and acted like he was being possessed by Hargreaves. Acted like yeah. he wasn't actually. So he just kind of role-played his dad yeah. and berated her emotionally. Like huh. you were useless. You're not a and real hero. And she stopped hero. playing, or it amplified it distracted her, power. her enough. Oh, yeah, right. it, it, took, it took threw her off center. Because don't forget that her relation with the father was closer in the fact that she yeah. was kind of like the assistant. Well, for people who haven't seen the show, we should say that that Vanya's power. She's able to manipulate sound and amplify it into like some sort of like forceful yeah. um, attack. And she does um, this toward the end of the series by playing the violin. She's able to um, like handle, but she's already violent or player. something like that. I she was. It's yeah. more complex than that. Yeah, there, there is more to it. But, but, but all, for the sake of the show, they boil. Yeah, yeah. Effect, they have to make it more simple. Effectively, she's an amp. You're yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. That, that makes sense. That, that, she's a weaponized amp. Yeah, she's like a tuning um, fork that kind of gets. Yeah, like, tuning more fork. Another way it's been another way it's been described. But yeah, no. Oh, fuck, I love that power though. <laughs> it's so it was so um, cool. It was so and the, cool. the way that they visualized that I thought was really cool. I I wasn't even just the visualization. I I loved the uh I don't know why but I got a lot of um feelings from Portal 2. Okay. Yeah. Cuz she fucking nuked the moon. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, yeah. I don't know so, why but I just felt like it just Yeah, they, they distract her and and uh, her her shot blast whatever that is. They also actually and... shot her in the head in the comics as well. Yes. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. And she survived that? Or? She she survived mm-hmm. it and she she lost yeah. her memories. Interesting. Um, so they're kind of playing backward almost. Yeah. Yeah. Way, yeah. Well, you could see that in season two. Who knows? So I'm I'm not against yeah. the ch- the changes they made. It was still yeah. fine. Don't here's the deal. I watched the series first, mm-hmm. and, then and I was happy with it. 
comics. Yeah. And then I went back and read the comics. Okay. Yeah. And I was like, okay, they are both equally good to me. Yeah. Well, it, it, it's that one thing where people are always like, well, why don't you just do it exactly like the comics? It's like, yeah, we can, but we want to tell a little bit of an iteration on the story. And what they did was they've done a very good job of staying true to the characters in the story yeah. while changing enough to make it fresh for people who haven't consumed yeah. or people who have already consumed it. So in the show, too, I thought it was interesting. Uh, Robert Sheehan, so who played Klaus, so he's actually from a show called Misfits. I don't yeah. know if you've ever seen it. Yes. Really good. He did a great role in that show, by the way. He, he so, plays Klaus in Misfits. <laughs> yeah. But he has, yeah, basically. But he has a direct connection in uh, Umbrella Academy with the the dead brother, number six. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And I thought it was interesting how that's we channeled the powers through at the end, and then everyone saw him. Right? Yeah. Everyone saw the brother all of a sudden, yeah, like, oh, my God, he's actually been talking to yeah. him the whole time because they kind of do it. seems like they really don't believe him at various points in the show that. Oh, no, no, no. They is... knew he could do that. Really? It's like no. established. Yeah, because they're like, why don't they right, believe right off the beginning? The they're like, why don't you summon dad's spirit? He's like, I've been yeah. trying. Yeah. So oh, they know true. he yeah, can yeah, do yeah. it. They don't know that he can do the manifestations. OK. But they know that he can commune. I got you. They know he's like a medium effectively. OK. Yeah. Yes. That was really interesting. Yeah. And then actually one other big name I forgot to mention, actually, who plays Cha-Cha is uh, Mary J. Blige. <laughs> so, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. It was Hazel really and role. Cha-Cha. Awesome so. fucking. See, I, like, I love Hazel. Hazel was the great. Hazel was great. Yeah. He was Hazel, like, Hazel's the male, so, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. These are time-traveling yeah. hitmen who were hired by the same fucking institute phenomenal. that employed number five, the kid. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they played an awesome role they, in the yeah. show. They were both excellent, but man, I, you feel so bad for Hazel. Like You yeah. want, you want yeah. him to be happy. Yeah. yeah. And, and by the end, what happened there at the very end, I'm like, oh, I want to see what happens next with Hazel because he doesn't just die. Well, he travels yeah. the time. At the very end, yeah, the time travel, right? End. Okay. Yeah. yeah, but Cha-Cha doesn't. Yeah, she gets, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's kind of what she wanted. It's kind of the way she was viewing the world. Yeah. That's what you but, got. But what I'm interested in, though, is how, why did Hazel leave? Like, what, what happened? Because he didn't time travel himself. He didn't have the briefcase. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. I don't think he there, did. There was a he briefcase did. in the in the, uh, vent. In the vent. Yeah. In in the hotel room where the, the boss was. Yeah. Above the door. I think it was above oh. the door. They showed it for like two seconds. Yeah. I may have missed it. Because it, it was kind of speaking to the it. fact that Hazel tried to convince Cha-Cha that, oh, there's no briefcase. There's no way they're going to give us what they said they're going to give us. So he tries to turn Cha-Cha against the boss. And then it actually ends up being true, even though the boss probably would have screwed them over in the long run. Yeah. Huh. They, they had a case. Okay. Yeah. I, sorry. I missed that. So I gotta go back and watch it. Was, it, it was so. Well, brief. I was gonna go back and watch it. It anyway, was so but. brief. Yeah, yeah. They did not. They didn't do a good job. Hiding I also it. didn't. I also didn't see it in his hand when the yeah, when, he he, when he. I I distinctly remember it. I just was too focused on the explosions. I guess probably. It was a big explosion. But either way, though, um, really good. Like that's how you make a good villain, though. Like because he, cause he's a villain throughout the majority of the show. Yeah, yeah. he is. But he he kind of sees the light. He he is a redemption a, a redemption arc. Yeah. Which was I thought it was actually because it was it was cheesy, but it was cheesy in a good way. Yeah, would, like, you, would you call would you call Vanya cheesy. a villain? No, okay. no, you no. call her boyfriend air quotes. Um, the villain. He's a, yeah, 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 he was a manipulator. Yeah, so she's she's essentially manipulated right into doing bad things, unwi- unknowing of what's really going on. Yeah, and and that's kind of why she comes off as the bad guy because. But like you got to think of it too, right? Be in that position. You grow up your whole life being the only member of a family of people with superpowers. Yeah. Believing you don't have any. Yeah, and you're made to believe you don't have and any. And then and you're an outcast literally your whole life. Yeah. yeah. And then right at the end you find out not only did you have these powers, but one of the members of your family 
directly influenced you not having powers anymore. Yeah. yeah. And it's the one you trusted the most in the family. And the one you wanted yeah, to be, so like, she, the wanting yeah, so to be the sister thing, right? She yeah. attacks her sister and takes away her power, which is the power of, I guess, charisma or convincing people just uh, by speaking to them. Yeah. I heard a rumor. Yeah, I heard a rumor. Um, but the whole thing, too, was... It was also. Uh, her, I want to be clear. Her powers are, are more than just convincing people. Yeah, yes. I didn't know. Like, what is it like? Her powers literally warp reality. Yeah. Does she have to be able to speak to do that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she has okay. to say, it's, it's "I heard a it's, rumor." It's an auditory uh, manipulation of, of of reality. Okay. It's okay. not just. It's not just. I convince you to do something. I can literally say, "I heard a rumor that your head was going to explode." And then it would happen. And then it would just happen. It's not you doing it. It's just reality bends to the will. That's yeah. really cool. She doesn't. They, fu- did, they didn't do a very good job of explaining that. I don't think she fully understands the level because that thing is all of them. Their yeah. powers are actually stronger than what they're, where they're at. Yeah, which makes sense because like, I think with the exception of how five, powerful he is and discovering how powerful uh, she is. I think the is, only yeah. exception to that is five because yeah. you find out with him yep. what his extension of his power is because he thought he could just phase around yeah he thought and then he was like oh well, he knew early on it was time too yeah he knew but he didn't know how to do it he he there was and his a father theory. didn't want him to there's a theory Logically, yeah. right but the thing was that there was only a theory right and the father even says like don't mess with time stuff yet because we're not ready to yet yeah and he's yeah. like like so there's obviously the plan like hey look we're gonna ramp up your power but then obviously that doesn't happen yeah and he just figures it out yeah. But he doesn't actually gain a control over that until no, he never does. Und- well, he never ha- does actually gain control over it completely. He doesn't get precise control over it. Yeah, but he does gain control over it mm. to a degree. He was a able to successfully do it once, twice, twice. He does it well. Twice. The, fr- oh, the right, first to time get no, to the did, future and then to get back. Yeah, he did. He yeah. didn't know where he'd end up the first time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Technically three times. You got the very end of the show. Yeah, what a cool character though. <laughs> and, and the kid, That's the kid, point. the yeah. kid really played it off. So the kid, I the love child, that kid. child that actor is playing. Yeah. I hate child actors. Yeah, yeah. Did not hate that child actor. Yeah. I great. thought he played a, an adult trapped in a child's body. Phenomenal. What a cool yeah. role for a like, kid to play, too. Like, yeah. It was, it was so cool. And he did it. Yeah, it was really natural. Like, yeah. it was fun to watch him. He was. It yeah. felt like he was an adult in a kid's body. And he was one of the best yeah. fighters out of all of them. Like, <laughs> yeah. he was so violent. So like, it was crazy. I always, I always uh, uh, liken him to, like, Nightcrawler if he wasn't a bitch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that's really what he is. <laughs> like, Nightcrawler if you're, he's, like, willing to kill people. <laughs> so yeah. Much, yeah. Yeah. Well, like, the thing is, like, he spent what, like, 80 years as a hitman or something ridiculous. Not quite. Not right, quite, yeah, but like, like well, it was like 50 years yeah, or something yeah. like that. Yeah. It was a long fucking time. As a time traveling hitman. But I do like the, I do like what he fucked up. Because right when you see it, uh, and that's the last thing, his last assassination job that he fucks up and that's when he leaves to go back. Yeah. And it's the like, JFK. yeah, you're like, oh, hey, he's going to kill JFK. That's not what was happening. He was about to kill the assassin that was about to kill JFK and gave up, like, he just dropped it. And then all of a sudden you hear the shot go off, JFK gets killed. That was supposed to be stopped by him. And he didn't do That's it. Hilarious. Oh, I didn't get that yeah, from that. Yes, go watch it again. And you you see him, like, he's aiming, but he's not aiming at JFK. Because he's listening to it on the radio, right? Yeah. yeah. But he's not anywhere where, like, like, di- like in a direct line to shoot him. But listen to what happens. Because what happens is, like, you hear the, like, thing coming, and he's, like, aiming, and then he just kind of puts the rifle down, but then you still hear the shot go off that kills JFK. See, I took that as because he didn't take the shot, they sent another time traveler to do it because he failed technically in time. That's possible, but I honestly firmly believe that it was that he was supposed to kill the JFK's killer. 
Ah, oh, that's funny. And fucked it up. I'm gonna go rewatch that. See if go I can see if I can it. interpret it in that way. Yeah, go with with that in your mind. Go rewatch okay, that yeah. scene. It's extremely cool because it's that it does seem because like the organization is not malevolent. No, like they they come off as they are the bad lawful guys. neutral. In the very real sense, right? Yeah. The same way like Lawbringers are in Pathfinder. Like those yeah, yeah. Like, machines. The Hell Knight are... are you, no, you mean the uh, uh, Unavoidables? No, un- Inevitables. Oh, inevitables, yeah. Um, they're machines that just travel through time and space gotcha. to stop people from fucking... The they timeline. don't travel through time yeah. and space. No, they don't. Seriously. They don't. They're dimensional walkers, but they know about stuff in time and space so that they can maintain it. The idea... Anyway, I'm not going to get into it. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> We'll, we'll get into it later. We're, We're not going to get into interdimensional time walkers right now. Yeah. <laughs> not anyway, on this podcast. All, all so now let's talk about the interdimensional yeah, time yeah. warping kid. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so the, the whole thing is the uh, the organization is only hunting them down and hunting him down, specifically being number five, is because they're fucking things up. Yeah. yeah. Stop that. But he turned out to be better than him because he ends up manipulating their situation as well. So. Yeah, it's yeah, great great series yeah. for all around. Like, and uh, my biggest compliment to it is that not, at no point did I feel like their lack of usage of their powers um, was due to budgetary reasons. Yeah, I always felt it was due to logic and yeah. character reasons. The first few episodes, I thought the budgetary thing was an effect for Luther, but then when they did the reveal and I saw him, like how like the, their depiction of him, I'm like, that's actually that was really well done. Oh yeah, because yeah. the whole time I'm like, he's wearing a fucking stuffy fucking coat, guys. Come on, you can do better <laughs> than this. And then it's like, no, he's wearing that suit under the jacket. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and, <laughs> and he also feel and and he does it because he. It's not just a we want to hide the body. It's like, no, he's ashamed of his own body. Yeah, yeah, no, and that was like I said, it makes sense. Yeah, one, th- one thing that I thought was really cool, and and it was maybe episode eight that they did it in. So there, there's there's. Basically, the show kind of splits into two separate timelines without you knowing it. And the timeline that they show you is people, like the siblings, kind of like making amends and picking up where they left off, and two of them fall in love. And it's just, it's this crazy, it's just yes. so many cool endings to each one of their story arcs, right? And then, and then it turns out that that's actually the story arc that ends up like that they particular portion it. of the timeline gets completely reset. Yeah. So there's like a parallel version of this running and then they go back and show you the parallel version which is actually the one that plays out. That fucked with me so bad but I was like that was really impressive storytelling. Yeah. Like that was really because like you get to you get to you get some catharsis and then you get no catharsis whatsoever. (laughs) It's it's one of those things where it's like hey listen if they fall in love and all this good stuff happens to them that's great but that also means the end of the world. These people need to be miserable. Yeah. And it's, it's well, kind of a funny the, thought it's, it's process. Not, it's not even just that, though. It's the, the whole thing of, like, if they took a moment to stop, they would find happiness. But yeah. But the thing is, like, events don't let them find yeah. it. Yeah, right. And the, and, be, and the reason why they're tied into these events is because of their powers. So yeah. in a lot of ways, it's the whole, you have a responsibility because of your powers. Yeah. And that really is not, like, the... Yay, I gotta be Spider Man and everyone's gonna like me. No, like these characters are not generally liked. They're like the shit. Yeah, they're definitely the bottom of, not happy. Yeah, they're, they're bottom of the maligned, barrel yeah. heroes. They're in, at least in a lot they're at least forgotten, if not maligned. Yeah, they're but, not, and they're and not even they're not like Superman's. Like I have a wife, I have a kid, I'm happy. No, this is, look how look how great life is if you're a superhero. Like, I'll, I'll, like no, this is fucking miserable. I don't have time yeah. for well, the real people. Yeah, the real people life. with real problems. Well, we'll so, think about like yeah. Allison 
can't doesn't have custody of her kid anymore because yeah. she because she she got mad and used her powers on her kid. Yeah, the that was dark. Up. That was dark, but I knew it though. I knew that like, that's the only reason why because otherwise she would use her powers to keep her kid. Yeah, but because it was because of her powers that she lost yeah. it, so she wasn't going to keep using them for that. Correct. I also like some of the sensibilities of the show itself and how it was filmed. There were portions of it where they would zoom out on the house and show you all the rooms at once. It felt very yes. Wes Anderson. Okay, the, the whole soundtrack for that show was phenomenal. Oh, the soundtrack was amazing. The cues were amazing, but yeah, I just I love the sort of Wes Anderson like sensibilities and the actual cinematography I, of it and, and the scene cuts and th- it was just it felt very cool. I think the only thing house. I was missing out of the series, not you know maybe an extra feature, just one extra episode, was I just wanted one whole episode of Klaus in Vietnam. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. They kind of touch on it, but yeah, <laughs> and and then they they split it up into shorter scenes later on. Him and yeah. Dave, yeah. right? That but, was that was so impactful though. That was cool like, when you were watching like him going through that. It was like, damn, dude. It's like, yeah, cl- like you felt bad. But I just, I yeah. love the scene of yeah. him. He's just sitting on the bus, and he just appears on the bus with the briefcase, <laughs> and he's just, he has seen some shit. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he has some serious, <laughs> he has some serious PTSD, and as soon as he comes off, he destroys the time device because, like, in a lot of ways, that ruined him. Right? It was a great introduction well, like, into what happened it, to him. It, it, it well, fixed no, him. It, it fixed him. It did. But at that time, though, he would never have experienced all of that. Correct. If it wasn't for that thing. So, like, obviously, he fucking hates it for mm-hmm. that reason. Oh, I, I, don't get me wrong. It's not one of those things where I think, oh, you're stupid for destroying it. Oh, no, 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 no. That was totally emotional. It was totally irrational. But he just fucking came out of his friend literally just died. Well, or friend. Uh, his lover. True, true love. Right? His true yeah. love literally just died yeah. in Vietnam. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry, but yeah, I'd be pissed off too. Yeah, yeah. no kidding. <laughs> it was uh, cool. Yeah. And I actually do, oh man, like, that's the one thing too. When you talk about that alternate timeline stuff where all of this good stuff happens, you're like, you feel so happy. Like, you know, Klaus gets to see the love of his life again. Yeah. You see the 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 two characters that fall in love and they have the dance scene. Which right. Awesomely done. Yeah, yeah. Then uh, you see all this other stuff and you're like, wow, I feel finally these people who are living through the shit finally get something nice. Mm. And it's like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> It's literally worse than ever. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna retract. We could have stayed in this timeline. You guys could have enjoyed these characters more and stuff like that. But nah, fuck that. Gonna We're miserable. gonna rewind all of it, and they're gonna be miserable as fuck. And they're not even gonna know the happiness they could have had. Oh, no, man. we're taking that way too. Yeah, it's really, it's really the first show of its kind, though, that actually goes that length to kind of fuck with the viewer and kind of try to make a, a narrative that's a little bit different, right? And it's not yeah. just dark for the sake of being dark, like Titans was. It was dark because like shit was really dark. You yeah. know what I mean? And, and and the way they handled it really really kind of cut through. To it. me, it was good. Titans, Titans wrote like the way I would write a story mm. when I was a teenager. Yeah. So, I put in the page. It was I wrote the script on black paper because this is dark and edgy. <laughs> and Robin, he drags a guy's face across a broken car window, and then he's like, "Fuck Batman!" Yeah, <laughs> so angry, so fuck dark. Batman. <laughs> fuck Batman. So like, I felt like the darkness was. Forced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This one, it's dark, but it's just inherent. It feels well. You know natural. why? Because a lot of the issues that they contend with are just legitimately real life problems. Yeah. Isn't it funny that and Robin that, from Titans was so emo, but Umbrella Academy was actually written by a guy from My Chemical Romance? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that ironic? That's amazing. I never <laughs> made that connection. <laughs> no. I, I, I I think I made that joke with somebody else at some point. Not not that's hilarious, man. Words, if I ever heard it, if I ever heard it, I'm sorry. But that's no, no, actually, no, 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 no. Really I know it was uh, with somebody else I was talking with. But it was funny because when I was watching uh, it with this other person, because we had both seen uh, um, 
Titans first. Right. And we're watching this and we're like, wow, Diego's like a cooler any DC character ever. (laughs) (laughs) Yes! But like, because like, Diego was like legitimately angsty, but like, he always tried to do something about it. Yes. Like, he would, he was like, all right, I'm going to go. And he wouldn't even like ask for help or anything. Not because he was like, I'm going to be cool about this. It was because he's like, he had no faith in anybody. Yeah. Right. And, but like that was like actually depicted. Yeah. There was no, there was always context for his actions. Yes. Which is cool. But the thing yeah. was though, that there was always that one person he always wanted to work with. And of course she dies. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> but like, like there's like, he felt like an actual character. Yeah. Like he felt like somebody who like legit, like, like they said, he went through the police academy. He tried to do it the legit mm-hmm. way. It didn't work out. Then he's like, fuck it. I'm going to keep doing it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to be a vigilante what, now. One question. So maybe you guys know this because you know a little bit more about the lore and the comics. So what, what's the deal with Hazel? Like, why is he like, is he super powered or is he just very, very strong? Like, No, no he's just, no. Um, I, I think you're right. I got this feeling when I was watching it. Yeah. No, he is just, um, think about it this way. These are. Um, They're hitmen. But they've been doing it for no, years. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the the Umbrella Academy, the kids. These oh. are a people who haven't done superheroing since they were kids. Okay, which means they were never really all that great in the first yeah. place. Well, one of them died. One, well, yeah, yeah. bad that one of them died. Yeah, yeah. So they were not great fighters in the first place. They just had powers. That's yeah. the only thing that really. Yeah, them. they were they're riding on the edge that they had from their birth. Yeah, yeah. That's really what and was. so they weren't really great. Well, what happens if you take someone who doesn't have someone someone who has powers who is really kind of untrained and not really great at utilizing mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. and has all these emotional baggage versus someone who is seriously skilled and trained. It's it's kind of like the Deathstroke versus the Teen Titans. Yeah. The Teen Titans have mm-hmm. a lot of powers and Deathstroke's just a dude. Yeah. Yeah. And but he's extremely trained and skilled, yeah. and that's that's Hazel and Cha Cha are just yeah. extremely trained. Yeah, yeah. and they're okay. and they're like that, that's the funny thing too because you may forget this, but like in the the first time we see them, I think it's the first episode, if not the second, they say they're like, oh, they talk about number five, like, hey, we got to take him down. Like he was like the best of the the assassins. Yeah. Right? yeah. Like, number five for them was, like, yeah, this guy's, like, the Da Vinci the of it. Yeah. But, so, presumably, these guys are, but, like, two and three. Yeah, that's what. Yeah. They, that's exactly what it is. They, okay. are the, they are the next option. Yeah. That was okay. the only people that they thought that it could take down number five was going to be the people right below them. Okay. So, they, so they task them Makes with sense. it. Makes sense. Yeah, and when they first come on the scene, they're really menacing, and then they kind of uh, disarm that throughout the series, right, as you learn well, more Well, not Cha- They don't disarm Cha-Cha. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's, She's crazy. Hardcore. Well, I, yeah. the thing is, is it was kind of weird because they, they they played off the whole menacing thing. So I think one of the first scenes they really are menacing in, the first ones, is, is the Superstore. Well, yeah, because they're wearing the masks. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah, the first the one where, where yeah. you go, okay, I get it. These characters are... are they, they kind of, I know it's weird that they, they, they balanced out the take them seriously, but not at completely yeah. seriously yeah well they the did a masks, good job right yeah. they did a good job with yeah, it. yeah. But like that, like but here's a guy who's just disaffected completely with his job well, that, like yeah, he hates yeah. his job he's, dis- he's disillusioned with it but like chacha's like the job is her life right like, yeah and the, but like and that was the cool thing about her is that uh she's you know trying to prove herself at this point because now five's of the picture if she can take up down she's gonna be number one yeah. right and her life is this job yeah and you obviously see that a lot but like the way that she goes about doing it, like there's a lot of really cool times where she's talking about stuff and it's like, damn, like you are committed to this. Like yeah. this is like your church. Yeah. Like yeah. this is it. 
And and Hazel, I think at one point was like that, and that's what made them such good partners. But mm. at this point now, you know, things have started to decay as far as the organization's like, oh man, we're, we're like in this shithole hotel now. They've taken away all of our benefits. And like, then Klaus talks to the dead people they've killed, and they they start finding out that oh, there's people that like Hazel let go. Ha- yeah, Hazel, Hazel, Hazel has go. like in recent memory like yeah. oh, because like <laughs> Hazel, I think is a prisoner of circumstance to yeah. a degree, right? Because like, he's a hitman who doesn't want to be a hitman anymore. He's yeah, like, yeah. he's, like, he's over it. It's like, he's like, okay, I get it. We, we kill some bad people, and he's like, I'm all about that. But he's like, we don't need to kill the he's, fucking kid that's just that a man who loves donuts. And he's stuff just like a man that. who loves donuts and Agnes. Well, I think that's what it comes down to, right? His, his life, watching. His life yeah. was, was so complex up to that point, and now he just wants to live a simple fucking life. Yeah. Right. It's like, let me just fucking relax at the beach, please, like, yeah. at this point. I don't, I don't want to go and... You know, fuck with your life. I don't want to go and tell the world that you exist. No, he just wants. I just want to go and live in a cottage. Yeah, yeah, like that. Like, and that's and you and he, but he executes that so well. And you're like, damn, this guy's like just wants out. He's one of my favorite characters of the entire. He was. He did it so good with Hazel. Well, well, like the actor does such a good job, like compelling you to enjoy that character because, like, you feel bad for this guy. Oh, absolutely. Like he feels like he's like office worker who just hates his job. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, so. actor's name was uh, Cameron Britton. Yeah, so not too great sure fucking actor. Filmography. Don't know where he comes from. He came out of nowhere, but I love him. Yeah. He was in uh, something called Days Out of Days, The Girl in the Spider's Web. Oh, that's uh, that's isn't that like uh, Girl with a Dragon Tattoo series? Okay. Anyway, yeah, that's the I, I believe remember. you because I've never heard of it. So, oh wait, television. He's done a lot more. So, Lab Rats, Battle Creek, Stitchers, Mindhunter. I literally don't know any oh, of these okay. no, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. Those I know. are just words as well, far as I can good tell. Good on him for being Umbrella Academy because he did a good job. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, I, I know some of those series. They're, <laughs> those, they're, are just, those are just empty random words. <laughs> yeah. they're, like, they're like daytime television stuff. Oh, but, okay. But like, well, Sun. Or like in the afternoon. Onomatopoeia. <laughs> they have as much meaning to me. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but blue blankets. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. But yeah, no, I, I am definitely excited for season two. I'm, I'm yeah. waiting to see where sick. it goes. Yeah. Um, as long as they, I don't really care what they do with the story. I just want the characters, and yep. I, I want the reality of those characters. And I want to see uh, some. I want to see the same characters. I want to follow these guys. I want to yeah. see what happens next. I'm genuinely interested. I, I actually have a bit of a mind blank here. Klaus never actually interacts with the father aside from when he goes to the to the barber shop, right? Correct. I. Part of me wants to believe that he's just dead, like the father's dead. But another part of me thinks like he might not be though. No, the they never dead. show. They, they never show him dead though. The father's dead. Is he? Yes. They never show him dead. He killed himself. <sighs> but that's not. But no, they had a big because here's here's the here's the thing. Right, he's dead. Yeah, I assume you're right. That's the thing. Like here's the thing. I assume that that's correct. That he is dead. However, part of me wants to believe because of the way that they did it that he might still not be. And that Klaus, yeah, I realize like he does the manifestations and stuff and they actually affect him. But at the same time, we don't know to what extent, as far as the the show uh, is concerned, what Monocle can do. Um, he can't do it. I mean, yeah, you're right. The show can deviate from the comic. I'm yes. not going to argue that. Um, but I will tell you that from the comic, he is dead in the comics. Yeah. And no, it's not that he has in in the comics he doesn't have any super extraordinary abilities. Mm. He's just super intelligent. He's yes. just an alien man who's very smart. Well, uh, he's from an alien. You know, imagine if we went back to you know the Victorian era. Yeah. We even though we are of average intelligence here, 
we are of super intelligence in the 1800s because oh i mean we're so intelligent that people would have they would think we're crazy yeah oh yeah no there's wireless waves and Mm -hmm. the big bang and yeah and and and, uh germs because germs only got famous and i don't remember how how long but you know talk about microbials and shit like that like you'll fuck people right up trying to talk about that i'll tell you who we know was really dead pogo the monkey he's really dead like very very dead Rest in pieces. <laughs> All we are is dust and uh, the wind. Here's, a, here's oh, the thing. Pogo. Here's the thing. You're my boy, Pogo. My boy. <laughs> Pogo is dead, but you'll see him again. I, okay, yeah. Because we're going I, back I in time. a lot of characters are going to come back in the storyline. Also, there's still a lot more they haven't touched on yet with Mother, which... I'm excited I don't to remember. see where We'll that leave that goes. for the season two review. Uh, it's, not, nothing, it's nothing super sweet. It's just like a, it's. she's got some cool stuff that she can do that they didn't really tap into yet. Nice. Uh, cool. Because like she's effectively like an assassin bot. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so final, final words on Umbrella Academy. I really enjoyed it. Can't wait for season two. And I thought it was uh, pretty brilliant for being uh, adapted like comic to TV show. I, th- I think it's probably, as far as I, I know, the best of its kind on Netflix, anyway. I so. have never been happier uh, that Netflix is making their own content. Yeah, yeah, you have. And then in the last little bit. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the last little bit. <laughs> yeah. of the group. No, no, yeah. Castlevania. Yeah. Um, this uh, Umbrella. Blood, Blood Death, and, and Robots. And Blood, Ro- uh, Death, Love, and Robots, or whatever it's yeah. called. Love, Death, Robots. Uh, they, to me, they have just been hitting it out of the park. Yeah, I agree. So, I, I this is just another one of theirs. They're kicking fucking ass. Hell yeah, man. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, like that should be expected too, because we saw uh, in the last couple of years, Netflix has been acquiring a lot of things like writers and stuff like that, yeah. and contracts with other people, like outsourcing uh, contractually, which majority of television does anyway. It used to be HBO um, had all the best. Now I can be confident that now I can be happy that I can get it more accessible on Netflix. Yeah, Netflix is really good, but that's not to say that other people aren't stepping up their game. So I think that's about it for episode 36 of Rona Geek Official Podcast. You can find us, of course, on Facebook, facebook.com slash News, on Twitter, at Rona Geekery. Right now we are on SoundCloud, uh, iTunes, and CastBox. We are soon to be back on Spotify, working on getting resubmitted to there. So if you're a Spotify listener, look out for us in the next couple of weeks here. Cool, and that's it. Thank you so much for tuning in for another episode. And this is Alex Austin signing off, and... Adam. Hey. Rob. Rob. Okay. Thanks, guys. Bye, guys. I'm going to go play with my phallic mic now. <laughs>